Oh, sorry I'm tired, Brad. I haven't been sleeping well. My sheets are not that soft. Well, you should get sheets that are softer than a dwarf's butt. Those exist? Yeah, and I have a pair of them. Well, what is this brand of sheets called? Parachute Sheets. It's, oh. a, it's a great company. Nice. Parachute is an online bedding brand based in Venice Beach, California. Love and, Venice. And let me tell you one thing, Adam. Great sleep starts with your sheets. I know that. And Parachute not only has great sheets, but they got duvet covers, pillowcases, all the bedding essentials to give your sleep a superior edge. Well, I, I want to know, though, like, is there a website? Is that where I order the stuff? I, is it easy to use? Yeah. Parachute's website is straightforward, very, e- very easy to use. All you do is select the bedding items you want and then have them delivered directly to your front door. <laughs> it's that easy. But by a dwarf? Well, maybe not by a dwarf, someone that can carry all of those sheets. <laughs> now, what about the shipping and the returns? Like, what's it, how much does it cost? It could not be easier. There, it's free shipping. You like free stuff, right? Fuck off. Yeah. I sense a Jewish joke coming. <laughs> There's free shipping, free return, and a 30-night risk-free guarantee, so you can rest easy. Boy, they sound cool. Could they get any cooler? You bet. They partner with the United Nations Nothing But Nets to send life-saving bed nets to help in the fight against malaria. It's awesome. Listen, I've slept on these things and I've never slept better. It's a great. It's a great company. We're talking about the sheets, right? Not not dwarves. Yes, I've slept on sheets, not dwarves. I'm not that rich to where I can have a bed made of dwarves. <laughs> Although now that I have that idea, I'll be right back. Shop online at parachutehome.com/aln for new sheets, duvets, and other bedding essentials, and receive twenty-five dollars off your first order by using the offer code ALN. That's parachutehome.com/aln, and save by using the offer code ALN, which stands for About Last Night, the podcast you're listening to. Here's a new episode with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey, everybody! It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. How you doing? Happy Monday. Thanks for listening to the show. Another great episode today. My voice is a little hoarse because uh, I just got back from Austin, Texas. Brad and I were at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival all weekend. uh, Doing podcasts, doing shows, drinking, singing at the goddamn Comedy Jam with our boy Josh Adam Myers and the goddamn band. Uh, what a weekend, man. Uh, comedy festivals are like comedy camp for comedians. It's, um, you get out of your bubble of LA, you're away from the business and you're around comedy fans in a cool city like Austin. Uh, they did a great job. Shout out to Colleen and Hannah who run that festival. Um, man, I got to see Martin Short. I got to see David Cross do his new Netflix special, which was amazing. Uh, I went kayaking with my boy John Renitsky in the middle of the afternoon, which was just unexpected and amazing, and uh, and we laughed a lot. We were kayaking. Two Jews kayaking. I mean, come on. The joke writes itself. Uh, got to catch up with my girl Leslie Jones for a little bit. Uh, got to meet and hang with the Scalar Brothers kind of uh, for the first time, and and be a part of their ping pong uh, tournament that they they commentate. It's an amazing show. Basically, comedians and civilians um, compete in a ping pong tournament, and the Sklar brothers commentate the whole thing. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and then Brad and I did podcasts with Jimmy Carr, uh, with some other comedians who uh, I will not mention, but you guys will uh, hear those episodes in the uh, coming weeks. Uh, it was an amazing festival, and uh, and I can't wait to go back. So thank you, Moon Tower and Austin and Colleen and Hannah for having us. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, one of the podcasts that we did 
was with a comedian who I started with here in L.A., who is now uh, in New York uh, as a correspondent on The Daily Show. And he was in Austin doing his one-man show, Homecoming King, that uh, has just kind of blown up. It's He's gotten rave reviews with this thing. Um, John Stewart gave him uh, his own PSA for it and said, you'll laugh, you'll probably cry, because you, unlike me, can still feel. <laughs> uh it's blowing up in New York. He's about to take it on the road. Uh, he's a sharp, funny, poignant um, comic who just uh, makes you think, dude. It's it's awesome to be inspired by the people uh, that you surround yourself with and that you, that you came up with. And, and rarely do I feel like I see so much comedy. And uh, rarely do I, I truly get genuinely inspired uh, from somebody in, in my field because you just see so much of it. You can kind of get oversaturated and, and start to kind of... I don't know, lose, not lose sight of why you're doing it, but but um, shit just starts to bleed together. And even when you see something incredible, you just you kind of are studying it and not really taking in uh, everything about what you're seeing uh, and the process and what went into it. Um, but our guest today uh, did that for me. I went and saw a show, Homecoming King, last night, and it was unbelievable. And I'm talking about the one and only Hassan Minaj. That's right, baby. Hassan Minaj makes his ALN debut. And we, uh, we went deep, man. We went about 90 minutes on this one. We recorded it in the uh, lobby of the hotel, uh, the Intercontinental in downtown Austin, where we were all staying. And, uh, it, man, it was just an awesome, awesome conversation. Uh, Hassan, for the first eight years of his life, lived without his mom. Uh, she was in India getting her doctorate. So, I mean, <laughs> fuck. Put yourself in those shoes for a minute. You can't. That shit's crazy. He grew up in um, Sacramento, went to Davis. Comedy, how he found comedy, you know, again, I don't want to spoil too much in these intros, but how he found comedy, the way he approached it, uh, moving to L.A., the, the people who were around him and inspired him, got, finding, uh, you know, the girl of his dreams, getting married, going to New York, The Daily Show, and how this Homecoming show, Homecoming King show came to be uh, is a pretty uh, awesome journey and story. And, uh, you know, we, we, we obviously... We laugh a lot. It's a comedy podcast, but uh, Hassan's a sharp dude, and we get uh, pretty introspective on a lot of shit, and uh, I think you're going to learn a lot on this one. If you're a comedy fan, uh, this is an episode you're definitely going to probably re-listen to. Uh, so go see his show. HassanMinaj.com has all his tour date info. I can't recommend it enough. John Stewart put his stamp on it. I'm no John Stewart, but I feel like I know what I'm talking about. I like what I like. And I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of good shit. And uh, Hassan is, is on a next level. I told him last night at the party, I go, dude, you've always been funny. This is next level shit. You thought outside the box. You created something. It's just you. You paint these pictures and these stories. And you connect and relate with people that, uh, you know, it's you, you see something like this, like I did on Saturday. And I go, dude, this is why, like, entertainment exists. You know? Um, anyway, Hassan's the man. Go see his show. HassanMinaj.com. Follow him on Twitter at Hassan Minaj. That's M-I-N-A-J. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. And come see me this weekend, baby, in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm headlining uh, Laugh Boston for the first time ever, April 28th through the 30th. I'm really pumped. Um, it's a great club. I'm bringing my boy Avery Pearson. We're going to do some music stuff. Can do stand up. It's going to be awesome. Get your tickets at adamraytv.com. Laugh Boston, April 28th through the 30th. Uh, and then May 6th and 7th, I'm going to be at the new Draft House in Washington, D.C., the new Arlington Draft House. 
I'm sorry, Draft House uh, in D.C. Uh, get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com. I'll be there May 6th and 7th. I'm bringing my boy Josh Adam Myers uh, to feature for me. Avery Pearson will be there to do music. It's going to be a killer weekend. Get your tickets May 6th and 7th, D.C. Draft House. Brad Williams next weekend. I'm sorry, this weekend is in Syracuse, New York at the Funny Bone. Brad Williams, uh, April 28th through May 1st, Syracuse Funny Bone. Get your tickets at FunnyBone.com. And then May 12th, uh, through the uh, through the fifteenth, Brad's going to be in Dayton, Ohio, at the Funny Bone in Dayton, Ohio. So go see Brad there. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. Of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at ALN Podcast, uh, at ALN Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Adam Ray thirty three on Instagram. Brad is Brad Williams Comic. We got a lot of videos and pictures we posted uh, from uh, Moon Tower. So go check those out. Um, AstoyMerchandise.com for all your ALN merch E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com Hats, shirts, mugs Bring them to the shows We'll sign them, take pictures You can have a chance to win Fan of the Week Which is coming up on Thursday's episode uh, Our next Fan of the Week So make sure you tune in Keep sending your emails and your tweets We appreciate the love uh, You guys are killing it and, uh, and it makes us feel good And also, if you haven't done so Go to iTunes right now Give us a 5 star rating And comment on the iTunes page the intro is almost over. Do it before you get into the episode because you're not going to want to do anything else once you start listening to this one. Go to iTunes, type in about last night, give us a five-star rating, and comment on the iTunes page. It takes two seconds, helps us climb the charts. And, uh, you know, we want to be up there when uh, these next few episodes come out. Holy shit. We are, uh, we are two episodes away from the Goo Goo Dolls, baby. That's right. We have a release date, May 2nd, Monday. A week from today, next Monday, the Goo Goo Dolls About Last Night podcast debut episode uh, is here next Monday, baby. I'm so pumped for it. So make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you tell your friends to subscribe as an episode you do not want to miss. Of course, a brand new episode of Separation Anxiety, my TBS show with, uh, with my good buddy Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, another episode premieres tomorrow night, TBS, 10 p.m. DVR it, watch it, love it, watch it again. Uh, I think there's about six, seven more episodes left. And then uh, we're waiting to hear about uh, another season. So please watch that. Spread the word. DVR it. Um, contribute to the numbers. Uh, appreciate the love on that. Eliza just taped, actually, her uh, third Netflix special uh, in Chicago this past weekend, which is unreal. So um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, as well as Brad Williams' new Showtime special, May 20th on Showtime. It will be premiering Daddy Issues, Brad Williams. So make sure you tune into that. Adam Ray special is coming soon. I promise. I'm working on it. I'm putting that hour together, baby, and uh, making some good contacts and, and figuring out where I think I want to do it. But uh, location and network. Really pumped, though. It's, uh, it's fun to start thinking about that stuff because uh, I got a lot of material that I want to put out there and record and, and, uh, and be done with. So um, that's in the works. Anyway, now that we got the Twitter handles out of the way, that's all the merch info. Those are the tour dates. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, Hassan Minaj. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. It's about last night. Well, Brad, we're uh, we're in the lobby, 
We're in the lobby of a hotel for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Pretty cool. It is, this festival is in Austin, Texas. Austin, one of the this one of the best cities, man. It yeah, really I, is. I went kayaking today. That's a <laughs> sentence you haven't said too often. Ever. I literally, John Radinsky and I were, he goes, let's go to the Four Seasons and lay by the pool. He did it a couple of days ago, and mm. I was like, that sounds like a great idea. Let's go get a drink, lay poolside. The weather is incredible. And we walked through there, and it's like this whole other, I walk in and I, I go, welcome to Jurassic Rich. Because everyone there, there's like a big field. People are, there's groups of like fancy women with champagne. There were hammocks. Hammocks. And then, there's, and then you walk down the hill, and there's a river. And by the way, John and I are walking down this hill. And it's a very steep hill, and we were walking very awkwardly. And yeah. I go, I feel like this is the hill you roll down uh, kid style. And yeah. he goes, yeah, totally. And then we're halfway down. He goes, should we do it? And I go, well, now we're halfway down. I feel like you need momentum. Right. You, if you're going to roll, start at the top. By the way, have you ever rolled down a hill? Hell yes. It's the best. It, it, was, it, was, it was one of the things that get, I missed Do you go faster? Kid. I have no idea. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have a guy... Uh, with, with me and my sister next to me, do it with a fucking radar gun. So um, I'm not sure. I'm, Nobody I'm, I'm, timed your hill rolls. Yeah, no, no, uh, I'm not sure. But yeah, I and you, you mentioned that the the Four Seasons Hotel had hammocks. Hammocks, one of those things where it's either means you're really rich or really poor. <laughs> There's no in between. There's no in between with hammocks. No middle class person yeah, it, has a hammock. It, it's like you're you're either a hobo on an island or. <laughs> Which is the name of my next album? Uh, or, yeah, it's either your bed or your um, yes, um, or you fuck there if you're really rich. <laughs> wow, fucking in a hammock that would take more talent than I have. I I don't know if you could pull. Yeah, it off, the, but, the the true superstars fucking hammocks. I mean, that's that's how, that's how you go to the major leagues. I, I guess <laughs> the major leagues of fucking. Well, I guess we also if you're married and you've just run out of places. Both on the body and geographically, <laughs> to fuck <laughs> hammock seems like because you have to st- you have to challenge yourself. Mm, yeah. And if you've already done the butt, I mean, what's sure. what's after butt hammock? What's after butt? <laughs> what came first, some, the butt or the hammock? Somehow, I feel that <laughs> in the topics of conversation with, with the couple and their and their sex life, they would fuck in the hammock before the butt. But I could be yes. wrong. Hey, Hassan, look who we're joined by. <laughs> Are you guys literally, literally like recording my yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but we'll hang for a second. Yeah. What's up, man? How are you, dude? Good to Good see you, man. You want to sit here? Sure, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Hey, are you out? Yeah. Yeah, hey, I work with Robbie. Oh, great. That's where we're getting Yeah. Oh, so, um, can it be for the 9-2? Oh, you guys just fucking around. Yeah, we just kind of fall. Seven, but you so want to do the 9-2? Is that right? Yeah, just kind of. Oh, really? Just try this between the shows. We don't have to do it for the 9-2. Okay, fine. Hey, we're starting. We're starting. Oh, dude. dude, I just like literally just got it. It was one of those things where I was waiting to do the thing, and then I like yeah. you know how you pass out, and then I woke, and I'm like fuck, and I got to come down and like. Are you a big nap guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are we? Um, we're, we're starting. Yeah, I like oh, how you held yeah. the mic to the side. Like, dude, there's a lot of stuff I'll talk about. I won't talk about my nap habits. <laughs> <laughs> we're very on the record. Fully off the record. With, with uh, I'm naps, a huge yes. nap guy. Yeah. When I have wanted to be a nap guy for the longest time, but I just can't. Unless I'm like dead to the world, and like literally yeah. my body, like if I stay awake, like something will probably happen. So what do you do during red eyes, or what do you do if you have like a what? late show, like cocaine, cocaine, just yeah. a lot of cocaine? I wish I could be a cocaine guy. <laughs> great. I can't. Yeah, I had too many bad trips on pop brownies that I go. That's uh-huh. enough. That's yeah. where it stops. Okay. 
I don't want anything that's going to speed my heart up like that. I told Winnie the Pooh, call me a cab to Cedar Sinai at Disneyland. Uh huh. So I was like, okay, probably, I probably can be done with the drugs did, that, that pump up the. How did Winnie yeah. the Pooh react when you told him to he, call he me? He didn't a break cab. the fourth wall. He gave me a giant Disney, like, boom, like, hands up in the air, like, I can't help you. Well, that's the thing. As a former employee of Disneyland, that's what we're trained to do. Yeah. Never, never to break the fourth wall. Did you really work for Disneyland? Yeah. I, I, know, I know it sounds like a joke. You see a dwarf in front of you, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, of course you worked at Disneyland. That's a yeah. bit, right? Uh-huh. But no, I really worked there. I was a, I was a bodyguard for the characters. Holy crap. Yeah, what, right? what, uh, what did you do before comedy? Day job. Dude, I had a bunch of day jobs. Yeah? I did, um, what did I do? I was like a tutor. This is up in Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then in the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah but I, mm-hmm. I, grew up, I grew up in uh, Davis, and then I, then I, was a, um, I was a tutor, and then I had, a, I had like a tech job. I had like a corporate job. No, like, like a, like a nine to five. No, 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 not, like a, not a soon tie job, but like yeah. uh, I worked at like a startup company. Wow. Yeah. Is that company still around? No, they sold their, like they sold it, and then like it like dissolved. Fuck! It's I, so tough to get a company going and go yeah. right. I mean, like yeah. everyone's trying to do one now because yeah, there can especially be like the, especially you know what's Bay crazy area. though. I I was I wasn't a good employee because I didn't buy in. You know how, what I mean? How how, <laughs> like, how so? Like some company meetings, they'd be start, like, "And this is our plan," and you'd be like, "I mean, I think it's yeah, bullshit." Like, like the it was like a social media platform thing. Like it was mm-hmm. supposed to be. I'll say it's, it's, it's this company called Ning. Yeah. N-I-N-G. So remember like, I'd say like eight, nine years ago, like Radiohead, Britney Spears, like a bunch of these like artists would have their own social networks. Like you would go to BritneySpears.com and it'd be like, I remember that. register. Uh, it was like, that company. Wow. Like, yeah. So 50 Cent the, has, it, has his like own MySpace. Yeah, yeah. This is 50.com. Yeah. yeah. So you go and oh, then crap. you like, you register and then you share photos mm-hmm. and you're like social with that little world. So if you're super into the Mariners, like yeah. SeattleMariners.com could have. So it was a, it was an interesting pitch, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued. But I was like, Are you? Re- can you really scale that? Can you really get a hundred thousand people to right. log into Facebook, log into MySpace, and be like, Wait a second, I gotta log into InSync.com. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to Boy, interact again? with fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I need to interact with fans here. In like, I, I just no. think like I just think like those bands would put that out because then whoever joins that like that's that those are people that are on their watch list yep. I'm like okay this is gonna be my uh, fan club president for Selena like this is gonna be the person that kills yeah, me yeah 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 so yeah. like this is how I like I mean it's a, it's a pretty cool I mean I get I get I understand the, and the way they would sell it to artists is like hey do you have everybody's phone number and mm-hmm. email address of everybody that's a fan of you like mm-hmm. you have a million um, you know Instagram followers but do you yeah. know all of their you know, oh, man. numbers or email addresses. Like, How do you? Th- right. So, uh, that I didn't was- buy in. I didn't because I. I just. I was like, ah, I don't. I don't think this is gonna. Facebook, Facebook was Facebook. around, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like 2008. I, I was like, they're not gonna. It's really crazy. No. I, I remember even when Facebook, when MySpace died and Facebook became the thing. Yeah. It was. I remember maybe four years in having conversations where people were like. Yeah, get Facebook's like give it a couple more years, and then something else comes along. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like yeah. this one seems pretty user friendly and. Um, I was like, I feel like they're going to make a movie with Zuckerberg, and once that happens... That's Did you feel li- like they were going to really make a movie with him? Mm. No. Just, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, it just seemed like too overwhelmingly powerful of a... Yeah, yeah, um, And are you... Now, working at this tech company, were you a tech guy? You said you tutored. What did you tutor? I was like a math tutor yeah. and like English mm-hmm. tutor. Yeah. No, but like... Are you still good at math? <laughs> uh, what kind I'm of better, math? I'm better at math than I am at... 
It was like, like high quadratic school. formula. No, nah, it was like high school. <laughs> it was like. It was like algebra. It was like whatever. Adam's just was saying whatever. words that, that he's fuck heard off. from like school, school, schoolhouse rock. Fuck, like, fuck off. What, integrals? What are you doing? <laughs> you was, that a, was that a hyperbola? Or? <laughs> Dude, why I remember the quadratic formula is because yeah, I remember actively the, 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 the song to, to know it, X equals negative B plus or minus square root. Damn. Uh, B, uh, B square over 4AC all over 2A. Dude, Brad. What's up? That's wow. What's up. That's <laughs> Put a no, beat behind that, dude. Yeah. I I I remember. Like, no, dude, this is very impressive. Like, yeah, you're, you'd be hard pressed to find comedians with actual practical knowledge. I'm being, you know what? I, I thought know. about this. You're right. We don't know anything. A lot like, of us also, are not uh, no, truly educated. No, no, but like, yeah, like I get it. Like we're modern philosophers and all that stuff. But I'm like, <laughs> do we add any intrinsic value? Like, do you know what I mean? If someone has a heart attack on a plane, if someone April 15th just happened, if someone yeah. needed to just open up Excel's, get in your macro game on, and fucking file my taxes, quick and right. style, right. could any of us here at this festival do it? Not, I'd be hard pressed. You'd be hard pressed to find one. I'm not one. That, no, that, that's but damn like, sure. yeah, I could. I could pontificate about the meaning of life and death. <laughs> right. Like, really? Yeah, like, what do you? We, yeah. We know. How a much li- does that we, add? We know a little bit about everything, but not enough to like. We're not experts in anything. Yeah, yeah. The quadratic formula always uh, really uh, irked me because I was like, I know, I, I know, I'm never gonna need this. Uh huh. But yet I like fucking used it in, and also I think it was only applicable for a handful of yeah. problems. Like, on the test, it was like quadratic was only used when... I don't even fucking remember. Do you remember? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't see, now, remember. see, now I'm, we're... I'm, like, I'm listening. I'm we're, see, listening. now we're, like, yeah. starting into it. We're like, oh, right, you're right. We do know nothing about this. <laughs> also, I, in math class for me, I was always trying to make kids, people laugh, even in high school. Yeah. And so, but I would, like, I would go early every morning uh-huh. to study for the test because I knew I needed to get good grades on it yeah. to have a good GPA to get into college. So I would, like, put so much time into it, which was so frustrating because I go, right. I know I'm not going to ever do anything that needs to do math. And even if I get into this business and become successful, I'll have some super Jewy accountant that's going to handle that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I mean, and I just, I just memorized it because I knew that one day I would have to do it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 that's well, you're a forward reason. thinker. Yo, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you had a background in wo- working at, as Wolverine at Universal Studios yeah. and you worked at Disneyland. <laughs> yes. This is crazy. Yeah. Did you... <laughs> All right, we you shared got, you, war stories yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You guys both have theme park backgrounds. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah. But... You know, behind the candelabra, like behind the scenes, were you like, were you like, yo, Walt Disney was a genius, or were you like, eh, it's whatever? Great question. Oh man, I mean, do you know what I mean? Being around, I'll all tell you of- how I was. Yeah. Hey, Walt Ditzy. Uh, Walt Ditzy. Walt Ditzy. Walt That's one of the rejected characters. We had uh, Daisy Duck and uh, Ditzy Duck. Not Walt quite Disney, not quite confirmed Nazi, but also I will say genius. Yeah. Yeah. Was- how do you how do you deal with that as a Jew? It's um, tough, right? You know what, though? You pick your battles. I yeah. mean, I, I focus more on on people who um, are, like, straight-up anti-Semites right, but, right. Like, and, like, have no problem owning it, which I've only met a few of in my lifetime. I had a guy do a High Hitler thing to me at a show. Whoa. Once. Yeah. And that, that was crazy. And that... I definitely nuts. like should, could have chosen to ignore it, but I addressed it and spent a lot of time on it, and right. it definitely sucked the energy out of the room right, right, right. for a good twenty minutes. Right, right. And then you played Schindler's List at the end, <laughs> during, just to during, commit during, fully to the bit. During, during check drops. You're like, no, 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 we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait a little bit longer. He has to see we're what he's supporting. Zanies. No, I, I mean, uh, as a Jew, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so. One of my, one of my friends has this hilarious joke about the, um, about Walt, and then, and then. Uh, Mickey holding his hand, yeah, and you know there's a statue of him in the middle, yep. and they're like look, they're like walking through the park and like looking, and uh, he has an actor. He's like, he's like, uh, ha ha, look, Walt, 
No Jews. <laughs> I think that's more goofy than so it is Mickey. Funny. No, no that's, I was like, that's Mickey. Uh, goofy's more like, gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, There's yeah, no yeah. Jews no here. Jews. <laughs> uh, right, both of you are making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Walt also. It's crazy. It's the same thing with Michael Jackson and the whole kid yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. allegation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is a great discussion. I think about this with Kobe about Kobe all the time, too. Did you guys read this article about Kobe on ESPN? No. Which There's one? this like 15 page. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, tune. You're a big hoops fan, in. yeah. I'm a huge diehard hoops fan. I love that. But I'm also like I'm big on the sort of psychology of it all. Okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's this big like there's like this 18 page article on ESPN that came out. Um, they launched this new thing called the Tribune. I think it's yeah. Oh, uh, that Players Tribune. Play, that's Players uh, Tribune yeah. or Derek, something. Derek Jeter. That's Derek website. Jeter. Sorry, it's something yeah. else. But it's oh, like okay. basically these long essays, and it's a collection of like eight different essays about uh, Kobe. Uh-huh. So here we are in the wake of Kobe's retirement. Basically, I read that thing, and you can. It's it's still like it was like only three days old, but it's like the question I ask is genius worth it? So there's Ooh. these five stories, right? One of the stories is about how, um, like, he hasn't spoken to his parents and like his like father in like four years. Mm-hmm. The reason being, which I, by the way, I, I totally get like hashtag daddy issues. I get it. Yeah. I dealt with it myself. Yeah. The reason being is like his dad auctioned off his one of his like his high school jerseys for charity mm. without his permission and he was like and that's that it. cut him off yeah you don't do that to the black mamba that's crazy that's there, legit that crazy dude there's a my sto- dad tried to sell my cub scout badge from fourth grade <laughs> yeah. my wolf badge yeah, yeah and i was like that's fucked up like because he only got 30 bucks for it i was like you probably could have gotten 40 uh, <laughs> um no it's not true but if but yo dad if you are listening and you do want to sell some cub scout paraphernalia go yeah. for it hit me up yeah yeah uh, but so it's wait, crazy. So that like, seems um, crazy to cut off. Now that why did he? Let's just keep going with the stories. Okay. okay. There's the story of um, of uh, what was the one like Nick Young, who's on the Lakers, asked right. him to sign a pair of like his Adidas's. Yeah. And just Which happens the, all the time, by the way. Happens all the time. Players, yeah. you see them after games yeah. trading jerseys. Right. They're all fans too, and they're also like, they don't have a collection. I busted my ass to get to a position to where I'm on the field playing against Magic or Richard Sherman or whoever, and it's yeah. like, and <laughs> you, 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 fuck you, off, you, you dude. He's from Seattle because he just put Richard Sherman in the same. Hey, dude. Sentence. Someday, somebody <laughs> will be talking about him the way we talk about Magic. Sure. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So like, you're like, oh, cool. Like, I got to this point. So why shouldn't I be able to? Hell yeah. Take some of these benefits. Oh yeah. So for. Nick Young to do that it doesn't seem out of the ordinary. Yeah. yeah. So he then took the Adidas shoes, who who Kobe used to be with. Yeah. Chucked them in the trash can and was like, "I'm not going to sign them." Just. Oh, dude, there's another way to go about that. Yeah. Right. Maybe say no thanks. Story. Yeah. Third story. These are these are great little cliff notes because I don't know if people you know people want to read mm-hmm. it or not, but it's a great read. Third story. A lot of people choose to not read because you, they know it's out there and yeah. they go, I don't want my oh, really? hero tarnished. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, so there, you guys, did you guys watch the, the, the Showtime documentary Muse? It was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's about his Achilles injury, then his shoulder injury. He yeah. just keeps getting injured. These past three years, he's been just riddled with injuries. When he decided to be like, all right, I want all these documentarians to follow me around, he sat down mm-hmm. with Gotham Chopra, who's the director of it, uh, on his birthday. Like on Kobe's birthday. Okay. And Gotham was like... The night before, Gotham was like, I can't make it. A few nights before, he was like, I can't make it. It's my birthday. I'd be with my wife and my family. Yeah. A few days later, he's like, okay, how about let's meet up a few days later. They meet at this restaurant, the Chateau Marmont, and, and right yep. off the sunset. Mm-hmm. And sits down, and Kobe was like, it's my birthday tonight. And he's like, so you don't want to be with your family, like Vanessa, your kids? He's like, mm-hmm. I don't really do birthdays. I'm like... Come on, Brad, Adam, how many generals do we do in the greater Burbank, North Hollywood, Sunset Gower area? A lot, man. A lot. We do a lot of generals. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not missing. Tell the audience what a general is. Yeah, a general is like when you go sit down with a bunch of executives that give Just, you nothing. So <laughs> pans out to nothing. Yeah. yeah. So. But it was great to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, really yeah. fun. Yeah. This past these past forty five minutes. <laughs> I wouldn't miss, like, if, if my wife was like, yeah, we have uh, dinner, I'm not going to, yeah. No, not for a general. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, no, 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 I have to meet Yeah, for this thing. So, I mean, crazy. It, then during the edit, mm-hmm. he, was, he, he took pride in, like, I'm going to be there earlier than all the editors, all the blah, 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 blah. So he'd get to, just like practice, he'd yeah. get there before anybody. And so he was there Thanksgiving Day with one of, like, the young editors, and he was so proud of, like, this guy, like, yeah, thank you, 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 you you're, you're good. You ignored your family. Here, here's some, here's some turkey and some mashed potatoes. I'm reading all of this, and I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe, th- I'm not cut from this cloth. No. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I'm, this he, is not worth it. Yeah, to it's, me. It, it, it's that thing. Like, to be that great. That game was incredible. His last game was yeah. out of this world incredible. Yeah. But I'm like, I can't do all these like little things to get for to the that 365 point. days a year. Right. All the years. We say that many sacrifices and yeah, that, that, those I, types I mean, of sacrifices. And you hear about the Jordan stories, especially like his legendary Hall of Fame speech where he like goes back throughout his entire life and shames everyone. Oh, who, dude, it's one of my favorites. Who ever like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, didn't believe I've, I've, in him. You joke about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, like, so you, you look at what he did and then you look at like Kobe and you're like, do you want that? Yeah. Do you, like, do you want greatness? But do you want your mind to be so like So how that? much is collateral damage is enough for you, Brad? Oh, like... How much would you trade? You can't... For, for me, you can't... How many relationships would you be willing to lose? You, you dude, can't I've lost sacrifice three. family. For real? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Personal relationships. Oh, uh, well, or, I mean... Or, or just with uh, or, With women. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, friendships, I mean... And, and it, was, it was like, Adam, it's because of the career. Like, and they were like, I got to bounce. Well, uh, they, they all definitely wanted to domesticate and, like, go into the world of, like marriage and kids and family and like just slow down and be and do what everybody is doing around them and i was like i can't do that and do this and i'm picking this wow Mm -hmm. um and a couple of them oh it was they were all tough to make those choices but like yeah also i didn't even like it was a no-brainer but it was also like gut-wrenching but also like i'm not gonna not and friendship i guess like just innately when you're picking i mean those first five years of stand-up i skipped so many college friends birthday parties and whatever because yeah. I was like no I got offered because I hung around the comedy store long enough that somebody drove me uh, to Santa Barbara to do 10 minutes in front of them at a show that seemed like yeah. it was a, I was progressing like I was not doing yeah. an open mic I was going so I'm, I'm going to not go to that birthday party yeah. and you know I know I, I make a strong effort with a handful of people and then like thank God like this business has provided a lot of great friendships so it's like but um, right. yeah. I, you have to make an effort but I guess I just knew that it was I had Man. there's a little bit of a sacrifice. Mamba. You know? Well, like you just you, for me it just no, kind of I call it Buner. Okay, Buner. That's the Buner. Well, like it just kind of streamlined it for me. Like uh, it, it really trimmed the excess fat like that friend uh, that you kind of talk to that you will hang out with if you got nothing else to do, like those yeah. friends all left. Sure, sure, sure. Those friends were gone. But yeah. then like there's still that core that's like five, seven people that like okay, I will miss gigs for your for your birthday, your wedding. Uh-huh. Whatever that will still happen. Right. So, so for me, it was actually kind of nice because it just trimmed the fat. Like it got down yeah. to only the people in my life that I actually really want to be there. Sure. Yeah. But uh, just yeah, just that instinct. You hear that, and you're. I mean, like I could never do it to my family. Like to that level, I'm just like, damn. Like, if, I, if, if, if I if I found out my think dad about it, was and think selling about it, the you DVDs, were selling, you, you were like, you were filming your seminal special. Yeah. Like the special that defines your career. Right. 
you're you're like your family's not there. Why? I don't know. They sold some of my old shit on eBay. So oh, I, off yeah. with their heads. So I didn't tell them. You about know what I mean? Probably like, be okay. I mean, dude, if my mom sold some like old fifth grade cowardly lion VHS tape from yeah. like performance, I'd be like, fucking go get that cash, mom. You made me. <laughs> you supported me single mom style for a good chunk of time. Wow. Uh, yeah. You now, also you're a kind of a single parent in a way because yeah my, my mom was in india yeah when i was growing your up your first eight years of your life yeah that's yeah. insane that's, dude yeah no, so it was just you and your dad yeah for the first and mom was in india getting a degree or something she was yeah she was in med school so she was studying and then um and then i was living i was living in the states with my dad and then <laughs> my dad would go back and forth to visit my mom and then during one of his trips he knocked her up and i actually had a sister <laughs> uh, but they didn't tell me about her so she grew up in india and then she no moved kidding. over with my mom so when my mom actually moved back, it was like my dad, my mom, and then my my like four year old sister. And then, I'm like, surprise, right. you have a sister. It was Maury for immigrants. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. Were you pumped though? I'm sure, right? Yeah, I was. You I, was, a I, was I was pumped to see my mom, and then I was like, "Who, Who is, this is this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who's like, taking yeah, my yeah. attention? I totally get xenophobia now. I totally get the mm. the Republican wow. agenda of like, yo, keep these brown people out. Like, I wow. get it. Because you saw them I, I was coming like, in and like, who is this build a wall? Eating our gushers. They don't speak the language. I'm trying to make this house great. By the way, again. these are the issues. Yeah, yeah. eating our gut. Yeah, <laughs> leave, uh, leave. There's not enough fucking snacks to go yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, so and and your, I mean, do, when you're explained, did your dad even he breaks it down for you, right? He's like, your mom's over there. Well, like, well, or, they didn't. I mean, they just they were just like, look, we'll just. I think when I was a kid, they would just do stuff would just happen in real time. Because, you know, they were, you know, my parents were new to the country. We're figuring everything out. So you just, you kind of just got to figure it out on your, on your feet. Wow. And I, they figured, I was super emo. Like, I missed my mom a lot because she would come and visit. Oh, and snap. then she'd have to leave. And, and leave. that was just heartbreaking. So it yeah. would just give you that tease. Yeah, like, she'd see me This is what it's like bit. to have a, a parent. Yeah, and then, like, she'd, like, bring, like, Ghostbusters toys or whatever. Boom, <laughs> drop them off. Right. And it's like, I don't want to a proton pack. I want my mom. They... <laughs> They, Dude, yeah. they had that. They, they had that relationship. So, can you like not complain to your parents about relationships that you have? Like in terms of like, oh, she won't, uh, you know, she won't ever cook for me. You're like, well, let me tell you, your yeah. mom was gone. Yeah, like, yeah, they don't, and we survived. Yeah, like there's this whole culture right now, like in, in, especially in the blogosphere of like microaggressions. Like, yeah, so and so said this, and it means this to me. Like. Yo, like the time that my dad grew up in, he grew up in like full on aggression. Yeah. Like India was being divided into two countries, India and Pakistan. So like people were like, yo, get the F out of the country. Wow. My family's Muslim. So like, yo, go to the, they, they made another country for you. Get out. Like get on a train and leave. Yeah. And so like for my dad and like my, that's what like when it, they're literally grabbing you, physically grabbing oh, you and telling you get out. So, well, at least you know what it's going to be like. Yeah, when when, when, when when Trump's president. Yeah, yeah. When like <laughs> when, when I'm it. telling Don't him, say it, it'll be real. <laughs> when my dad is like, so when I would tell my dad like, oh, they're, they're making fun of me. He's like, so what? So what? They're not yeah. grabbing you yeah, yeah, yeah. and taking you. Yeah, so, like he's just yeah, like, so did he say fight back? Like, yeah, he'd be like fight back yeah. with your words. But I was like, no, he's just like fight back. If they yeah. if they if they try to hurt you, fight back. Cool. Yeah. You, yeah. You but I was scrawny. I was like tiny. I was like such a skinny kid, man. You got picked on a lot. Wow, yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. you grew up in Sacramento? I grew up in Davis, yeah. Davis, and yeah. I'm sure 
Not a lot of uh, brown Indian people. No, no, not, not a lot, lot of brown nah, people. Nah. What kind of nicknames are they throwing your way? I mean, we're talking about Saddam Hussein. We're talking Shut about the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, I guess that was topical. It's topical. Yeah, yeah. Gulf so War's gotta, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to give it to him for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least keep it topical. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. My, yeah, I was like, I, even even while they were ma- making fun of me, I was like, this doesn't have a long shelf life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Well, like when I was fat, kids would call me Jello Jiggler, and I'm like, Jello's really? not even. I'm like, Jello's not even popular anymore, motherfucker. Like, pick a snack that's relevant. Right. Don't you think it made you funny though? I mean, I've talked about it. It's a thousand percent why I'm like, because I would get tea so much and I was like, this sucks. And like, I didn't know I was fat unless people called it out to me. I was like, uh-huh. I'm such a happy go lucky kid. But then eventually I would start making people laugh. First of all, I would like fight back a little bit, but also just make them laugh in other ways. That's why I've never considered myself a roaster because I wouldn't fight back. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm fat. Yeah, well, uh, you're, yeah. you know, I bet your mom's got weird looking tits or shit. I would like right. do impressions or whatever else. And that became a funny kid. And it was like, oh, I'm the funny kid, not the fat kid. Right. So when you would get teased, how did you... You just take it in and then just oh, dude, I was, go home I, and write. I was, I was pretty, I was pretty good. Like I was pretty good at comebacks, but mm. uh, I don't know. A lot of times I just took it, which I kind of regret. Kind of regret. Yeah. yeah. Not like I mean, yeah, but you find an outlet for that. Huh? Yeah. You can exactly. see some of that passion, like in your truth videos. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like I'm sure there's some pent yeah. up. Like, we, you <laughs> get, right. well, I mean, those are so great too because. Uh, and this is people can look these up on YouTube, uh, and this is stuff that you did pre daily show, pre daily show, yeah, yeah. go face comedy, yeah, yeah, you yeah, Fahim, yeah, Asif, yeah, um, yeah. We watched the one of you doing uh, roasting uh, Ashton Kutcher, well, the pop for the, thing. Uh, oh, pop yeah, chip. yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. I feel like all the pent up whatever you got teased, like they came because like, you got fucking yeah, and also like, with fuck this noise with comedy, it's like mm-hmm. you, and if you're trying to make a point too, like which is great, like having social commentary. Have me be funny But also like Smart It's like you gotta be Fired up about it Yeah Because why are You're trying to make I mean I think with all comedy You're trying yeah. to make Somebody care about something It's crazy because There's a lot of comics That are like uh, What are we like Aren't we like A lot of comics are like um, What is it called Like Almost like antagonists A little bit Like where they're just like Yeah who gives a shit Like, yeah. I, don't, I, like I, mm-hmm. I don't care Like I think it's actually I don't know if it's a weakness or something. I actually do care Like when like People are getting fucked over. Like, I actually kind of do care. Like, I'm like, yeah. no, this is like... Well, I mean... Yeah. You know how, like, we're always looking for the opposite angle? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, no, 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 that's really good. Like, sometimes I'm like, no, that's like that's not good. Like, in a... Sure. That. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and been, I think that's what kind of helps make you so great uh, on The Daily Show is because you do get passionate about these certain issues. I remember you did one segment where, like, you essentially... A, a, Equivocated Trump to ISIS. Oh, white ISIS. Yes, right, right, yeah, yeah. white ISIS, which, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which sounds like a great NBA nickname. It yeah. really does. Yeah. Jason Williams missed white out on ISIS, that. Yeah. It was oh, white chocolate. Man. Yeah, but like, yeah, like it's a killer. You, you saw, you you saw your passion <laughs> behind that. Name. Yeah, like you saw that you th- this was not just a bit for you. Like, oh, you right, like, right, right, right. You, yeah. you, you were getting like fired up about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those it, are fun. Those are the and, cool moments. And I, I think those are the best bits. The, the ones that you're actually like, you have a stake in. Sure. Yeah. Where, where, what comedy uh, did you see, or that your folks uh, introduced you to, or growing see, up? In- I didn't even see comedy growing up, like because we didn't have cable television. My dad was like, "Yo, we got th- we f- eight channels or whatever." Channel really? three, channel thirteen, channel. Would 10, you try to like 40. when your mom would come over? You're like, "Look, mom, it's good to see you." But while you're here, you fucking no, we need no, no, cable. No. College, college was crazy. Yeah, you guys had T three lines in college, right? Yeah, like, super fast. So mm-hmm. there was this thing where there was this inter within the UC schools. There was, you could you could have like really really fast connection. So mm-hmm. people on their basically MacBooks, we were all connected to each other, and kids were down. This is like the 
Napster Kazaa, days. Napster era. Yeah, I remember those. So pe- Kazaa, people were downloading I love that shit. everything. Yeah. At like in like eight seconds. Yeah. So I'm talking about every episode of Seinfeld, every episode of South Park, every like. Right. Wasn't that insane? It's when insane. That was happening? And like now, it was even better than it is now. Yeah. Because like now, there's all these restrictions right. on things. You know, laws. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you got to pay <laughs> eight things. bucks to do HBO yeah. Go or yeah. whatever the yeah. hell it is. And okay, so, so you got that's where you that's got your shit. That's when I was I was a freshman. I walked into a friend's room. I saw like uh, Chris Rock, so never scared. So it's like oh four. It's not even. Wow. It wasn't it's even, even bring like, the pain. Yeah. It wasn't even bring the pain because the whole time when I like first heard about stand up, I remember it was just the beginning of Seinfeld. I'm like, this is the worst part of Seinfeld. You know, like oh, the, the, yeah, the opening the montage with the brick. And That's yeah, the first like, stand up you ever Laundry's saw. Laundry's crazy, and I'm like, yo, this is whack. <laughs> get to like the story, but then I saw Never Scared, the purple, the purple suit, and um. I remember in college, in, in high school. Yeah, I was yeah. a freshman in college. In high school, I did speech and debate, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is funny speech and debate." Oh, interesting. That's how you um, equated Jeez. it. That's why I was in like, "College." I, I was like, like to me, that sounds like, like one oh, of those like funny speech and debate. movies where a guy's in a bomb shelter for forty years and he comes out like, "What's changed in the world?" Like you're coming into college, just going, "Wait, stand up comedy." What a yeah. great way to look at it. Where you just I, uh, say that again. What you just said, comedy. stand up comedy is funny speech and debate, dude, for sure. Yeah, because because uh, you're trying to make your point. Yeah. But you're making it entertaining. Yeah, through. I took thing. a speech and debate class too, and would always try to be really funny. And my teacher, I remember one point, pulled me aside. She's like, "Look, it's clear that you, like you have a knack for that, but like, try to win these. Like, uh-huh. try to these debates, and like, you're just yeah. trying to. It's the same thing when I like play board games. I'm just like not concerned about winning. I'm just want to like be the funniest and make everybody laugh. And she's right. like, try to fucking. And that really kind of like flipped the switch for me, where I was like, oh, I got to kind of like. Like, I, there's a way to do both. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about that really? You must have excelled in that. So, yeah, I mean, it was just like, I don't know. I liked looking at it and, like, I liked seeing, like, like sides of the argument and then, pre- mm-hmm. like, presenting and then counter, like, and then presenting a counter argument. Like, I loved it. it was and like, you had that down, like, uh, innately. And what did, how did you get the comedy part in there? I mean, were you, like, where did you start to find, like, oh, Hassan's got some fucking, like, quick timing? Or did you, was it just always Well, there? through that. Yeah, and okay. then I was mm-hmm. like, um, I, I got fired from all my jobs in high school. Like, I worked at Safeway. I worked at Office Max. I worked <laughs> oh, at a lot of different places. And I kind of was like, what I was a little bit of, like, a Safeway anarchist where I'm like, yo, this whole system... <laughs> It's kind of bullshit. Good, <laughs> it is. I worked at Albertsons. Yeah, I'm and like, uh, it's all kind of it is. That's why I stole anarchist. shit because we had no benefits. Yeah. Wait, what were your main problems? Well, with, with it? Office Max, it was like every time someone walks in, you have to say, "Welcome to Office Max. How can mm-hmm. I help you take it to the max?" First, <laughs> first, don't just skip over that, <laughs> dude. That case in point is oh why I would fucking yeah, fire myself. Someone, yeah. And the mind-boggling <laughs> thing so, is I mean, so, someone wrote that and thought this will help us increase sales. Yeah. And so when you don't say it, your yeah. man, like you would get like written up, or your manager would be Holy like. Blah, blah, blah. Would you ever try to say it like under your breath, just to like, be like I said it, or I'd be like this? I'd be like, "Welcome to Office Max," and then uh, like my manager Gary would be like, "Hey Hassan, say the rest of it." And I go, "I did. You didn't see it. I turned. I turned. You didn't see over <laughs> my shoulder. Oh, I didn't man. see it. And I'll be taking- so, so they had, they had, they had an employee. There was somebody on the payroll who was hired to facilitate if you said take it to the max. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It was like, was there you- somebody who was especially good at it? With uh, take it to the max. Yeah, come yeah. on. That'd like, be one yeah, guy that was, was like. People, there was a couple people that bought in, and like one of the, Gary was like, he was like, sit down with me. Like he gave me this sort of like this like thing, <laughs> and he's like, Hassan, I feel like yes, you don't know what like that means. It's like the office space where he's like, you don't have enough flair. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. in your life, Hassan, you haven't taken it to the max in another facet of right. your life, and I think that's why you can't connect <laughs> with how office max does go to the max. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to go there, do you want to go there? Right. Do you want to go to the max? Do you want to live? <laughs> 
in this little you're like yeah dude say by the bell are we talking did you build like some sort of fake set where we can go have a shake with Kelly and, and Slater um, yeah. so I was just like I was kind of like and then there was I had coworkers who bought in they were all in like wow. they took they their drank chips the Kool-Aid. and they were like dude yes mm, take it Kool-Aid. to the max <laughs> then you have to buy this thing called like Performax or something you know how they, they're like, we're like, we're like at, you know at the, the end, you know, at the end of the sale they're like hey do you want to you know Best Buy does it too you want to insure this for like right. yeah. $18.99 you're never going to do follow up on this nope. but it's another right. $30 on top of your purchase so I used to have to, have to sell printers and people would be like should I get the should I get the Assure, I think Assure Max should I get the Assure Max and I'm like no you're never going to use it number two like Dude, the, you're my favorite employee yeah, yeah. I, was yeah. like, I, was I like, love these guys they have built in obsolescence on these things so I was like do you know Canon like basically designs these things to last less than two years they built it, build it that way they don't build it like an old Chrysler they build it so it's right. like it, it will apart. fail so you yeah. have to buy a new one so you come back two years yeah. is that most you, products by the way yeah that's most products they that's, get you off the re-up man so mm-hmm. That's why iPhone comes out with a new thing. Yeah, fucking, so like yeah. one of the one of the employees ratted me out and said that they saw me saying that to somebody. Uh, but the kid like went to my high school, so I was I was gonna be like, look, man, just don't don't buy it, just buy the printer. And I was like, by the way, like ink is gonna rob you, man. Like I say, you just go to school and you print shit out there. Yeah. But this is like anarchy to my manager to Gary this is anarchy yeah you're going against the system dude <laughs> you're like you're hurting sales. all these counter arguments to what they're doing yeah. um, and I was like this is bullshit are you a plant yeah. do you work at, do you work at Staples <laughs> who the fuck hired you yeah who's the, who's so what's your real name so when he, I got fired from there and yeah. from uh, Safeway he who's was like employee that tattles like who's the employee that sees that goes everywhere that I've got to make everybody. sure that this doesn't continue everybody. the guys who oh, want to um, pickers man yeah there's nitpickers everywhere it's why people when they hear uh uh, you know, and they don't have interesting stuff to say in conversations, and they gossip or bring up secrets that they were told not to tell because they're right. like, "This will get me fucking noticed right. immediately." Right. right. Mm-hmm. But you've like worked at a restaurant or bus tables. There's always those few people that are just like, "Way too uh, It has to be, to be done this way, and you're yeah. like, "No, we've lost." Oh, dude, we're, when I was Wolverine, I, there was a guy. California I, Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> we, we've lost. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. just be honest with ourselves. But yeah. I'm looking people in their eyes. I'm like, "No, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and we're trying to sell printers. We've lost." So there's no argument you can present to me, you know, but they'll be like, no, dude, they're paying us 1.5 X. I'm like, yeah, we're making a whopping $12 on the hour. Okay. Why'd you get fired from the grocery store? Uh, The grocery store was they had a clean shave policy. And uh, you were like, I'm rocking this uh, Fu Manchu, no, 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 no. despite what I you had, think. I had a little goatee. I thought that yeah. was cool at the time. <laughs> and um, they were like, you got to get rid of that shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and so then I kind of I put a Nelly Band-Aid over it one day. You like Dwayne Wade? Take it off. And yeah. I was like, no, no, no. I cut myself shaving. I like take it off. And then I took it off, and I had a good like I had a little like thing, and they were, they weren't happy about that. And then just the nitpicking. I'm yeah, so like yeah, yeah, yeah. like they they micromanaging. And then yeah. one time they were like, um, there was a I was like a, a bagger. Me too. There's this lady with yeah, and crazy life at like at between like five to seven. Mm-hmm. It is busy. Dude, you're like coming from work. Oh, you're just you're you're grabbing cart. You don't have time to actually get the go, carts because you're going go, from go. one customer to the next. Baby bottles. So they used to sell Gerber, but not in in the plastic things and glass things. They're taking the glass. There's this kit. There's this lady with her baby, and the baby was picking up stuff from the cart mm-hmm. and dropping the Gerber and just smashing it, just like letting it go, and it's like smashing on the tile. Yeah. And uh, the lady looked at me and was like, she was trying to push her cart out of the aisle to leave. Like, they, they had bagged her stuff. And she's like, uh, excuse me. 
and the my manager who was running cashier at the time was like, "Hey, mop it up mm-hmm. and get, you know, like I had to do multiple things at once." Right. Yeah. So I'm dealing with this lady's attitude. I'm trying to run to get a mop, and I'm bagging her groceries for, and clean up the mess that her baby made. Yeah. And so while I'm like trying to take the thing, and she's like, "The mop is in the way," and I'm like, "Lady, why don't you mop it?" And I'll put the bags in your cart. <laughs> yeah. Did you see yeah, this fucking goatee? Yeah, yeah, it's obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the goatee. I mean business. I obviously don't give a fuck. And, and then, like, literally, like, five minutes later, it was like, bing, Hassan Minaj. Come to da da da. Did you know Hassan it was Minaj. up? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, give me your apron. I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's like when they fired me from Wolverine. They said, give me your claws. Stop. Really? <laughs> Close to it. Uh-huh. That was a what sad was, day. What was the thing that you said that when they... I mean, there's a lot of but stuff. I ran over a kid's foot. I ran over a kid's foot on an ATV. That oh, didn't help. Shit. Yeah, and I just didn't say anything. I stared Silver him down lining, and They drove were like, away. "You're really capable." They're like, "Dude, you're you're." They're like, "You're very capable." Oh, cool. They're like, "I don't think this is for you. Yeah. You're very mm-hmm. capable, but we have to fire you because <laughs> you told a lady." They're doing to you a favor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So okay, were you were you funny in these jobs? I mean, like where? Yeah, I think I was funny. Like, but you've just had this. So I mean, what you're doing right now makes uh, shouldn't it be surprising to anybody uh-huh. that knows you, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, or no, I wasn't the fun. Um, like, how many people when you got on the Daily Show? How many people were like, "The fuck you? You do comedy?" Like, or that were just so bombarded with, um, you know, like I didn't know this was you. I mean. Yeah, like I guess people that know you, they didn't really know me, know me that way. Like even some of my friends were like, "Why comedy?" Like <laughs> because honestly, like the, the, the people, the the regular people, like people that you went to high school with, know yeah. three mm-hmm. comedians. Yeah. So they're like, "What?" Yeah, you're not that guy. Three yeah. comedians. Wait, okay, and they know they know Dane Cook, they know Dave Chappelle, and they know their buddy who they think is a comedian who's really maybe funny yeah. At parties. Like they, they know like three, and then yeah. the, like uh, the majority of people have, like never been to a comedy club. majority, right? Right. So they were like, "What?" You're, and then I I wasn't class clown or anything, mm-hmm. so they're like, "What?" Um, but then you know I'd been doing it a long time, so yeah. after a while they're like, "Oh yeah, I see your Facebook posts." Did you get <laughs> uh, support from everybody? No. Yeah, yeah I was when gonna say I'm, like no. like like your parents when your mom's going like to India. For oh no! I mean, when I was doing stand up, that was hard, man. That was yeah, hard. that was a tough thing because I had that same. You're very capable with my dad. My parents were like, "You're very capable. You could do a lot of good, amazing things with your life." Why Other than com- oh yeah, yeah. so white like, comedy. Yeah, yeah, they're like you're smart, like you're you're driven. Like, is that typical with Indian Muslim folks? Yeah, I think just with 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 first immigrants, like yeah. they're just yeah. like look, like all right. Ameri- the United States of America is the greatest social experiment in the world. Like 300 years ago, this country was created on these like these these white people came over from religious persecution. Mm-hmm. They killed all the brown people and they made this country and it was like dope. And like they wrote the Constitution and the layers to it are great and there's so much opportunity and you can you can you can legit make it happen. Like there's a lot of really really cool stuff to do here. So mm-hmm. you're gonna come here and you're gonna play the craps game of life and you're gonna roll comedian. <laughs> That's not even on the die. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do that? That, yeah, that uh, I would imagine because, and then they work so hard to do so much. Yeah. And now and they're like, it, and you're going to do comedians. Yeah. Almost like and, when, sh- and when you travel, yeah. if you go to other countries, even like in Europe, you go to Greece, you go to Italy, you go to other places where like their economy is like tanking. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that immigrant hustle of like, if I, even if we were like, I was growing up in like Greece or something, they'd be like, why would you want to be a comedian? Like, right. Don't it, it just don't doesn't. gamble with your life. Yeah, like you get one life. Like yeah. don't gamble. It, it, it's it. like when, when when you tell your parents you want to be a comedian, it's like uh, it's like me telling my dad I want to be a pro athlete. They're like, no, it's just not gonna happen. It's yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even why in the realm you, of possibility. Why you, so why would you go after the impossible dream? Yeah, 
man. Yeah. And so I mean, so when when you're getting that feedback, is that inspiring you to work harder, or are you second guessing yourself? It was a little bit of both. Like it was like I was definitely seeing progress in my career. It's like oh, you do you do this thing, and you do this thing, mm-hmm. you do this thing. You sort of you get a TV credit and all this stuff. Yeah. But then like my parents would see it, and they would just like they'd be so honest about it. They'd be like, they would look at it, and they'd like if I like I did Chelsea lately, and they're like, yeah, but like. You're just making fun of people. Jeez. Like, it's oh, so, God. like, brutally honest. Oh, Strip it down like, to its they're core. Like, they're like, you're making fun of people. Like, you have no class. Just holding a mirror up in front of your face. Being <laughs> yeah. Like, Take a look. Yeah. Do you like who that guy is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's who you are. Yeah. Wow. I mean, but then... Do like, they no, see... it's a credit. It's going to help me get more gigs. Yeah, and, like, yeah. lead the... and then I was, like, a series regular on, like, like a sitcom. I was yeah. on, like, a, a show with, like, Raven Simone or whatever. On, Wait, what show was that? It's called State of Georgia. Oh it was on God. ABC Family. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I had, it, had, it had one season, but All it was right. great. It was a great experience for me. Like going, to, it was it was awesome. It was your first like My regular first, like, TV? Yeah, like I'm on a TV show. Who'd you and, play? Like, what was work. your part? I played uh, I played one of the um, I played this guy named Seth, and he was uh, he was well, like most a wh- he most was a, white name ever. Yeah, he I'm was proud in, of you. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and he uh, he was Mahandra Delfino's like love interest and and in, in the in like science class. Whoa, yeah, okay. it was dope. I mean, was it funny? It was all right. Kid comedy, right? Yeah. Like, what yeah. were some of the like? It was a multicam. Yeah. 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 So then, when so when people saying, uh, "How's how's it going in Hollywood?" You're like, "Well, do you know someone by the name of Raven Simone?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work with her. I, I just thought it was cool, dude. I just loved like you were working. You know, you know how when you work when you're working and you like drive to the lot, dude. You know, it's the best. A, a place to put your car. like. It's Come awesome. on. Yeah. 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 It's also when you think about you go. I there was a point when I was arguing the logistics at an office max and now i'm getting to do this so it's like now i'm hanging out with yeah. raven simone i think there's and i mean i think because we all have had a solid grind before we really got into this and got to experience some success that like yeah. there's no chance for us to ever forget that part of it yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah we know we can go back there yeah <laughs> and, and i mean while while you're doing all this how does the daily show even come onto your radar well to me it was one of those things where i'd always wanted to be a part of it but it's like a million miles away. Right. Like, like, how do you even do that? Yeah. How do you even? It's weird. You were a fan of the show you for a long in time. LA, man. right? Yeah. So you saw like your journey must be crazy because you saw people blow up. Yeah. Like in front of you, and you you saw the whole Dublin's thing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Saw, saw Dane uh, going through Dublin's and just wrecking. Yeah. That town. And so it became more um, feasible. Yeah. 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 But you grow up in like any town in America, like Davis. It's not even like. Right. People are like, there's Southern California, there's the Bay Area. Nobody cares about, like, Sacramento, <laughs> Davis. Like, you've yeah. done the sack punch. It's, yeah. above the, it's above a sleep train. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It's great. Like, it, that's Sacramento, you know? Right. So it's like, uh, it seems like a million miles away. Then yeah. when you come, then I moved to San Francisco, and then I saw all those guys sort of start to come up. Shang Wang, Ali Wong. Made Al it a little Madrigal, bit more uh, real for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, like, even there, they were like, hey, we're moving to L.A. and New York. That was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm doing premium blend. I'm doing live at Gotham. I'm like, this is crazy. But, but you got to be around that, right? Show, You're that, around that, people that are trying to do it. So yeah. it makes it more, yeah. like, okay, now I'm in the camp of people that are uh, yeah. around an energy that's yeah. building towards that. Well, what was really good about San Francisco and all the years I spent there was like, it's just about the craft. Like, mm-hmm. it's just about, like, I love the fact that, like, the 
it was all about the 10 minutes that you got. Right. Well, because it up at, yeah, you know. when you're in Los Angeles, it's like, well, I'm doing acting and I'm doing stand-up and I'm doing this. And like, and you have all these irons and yeah. different fires yeah. and all these things you have to be worried about and with agents and managers and stuff like that yeah. and the industry in itself. But when you're just in San Francisco, and this is back before communication was what it was, like you could definitely, like, like, like you say, just focus yeah. on what you had to do. And I, I didn't know why I loved that so much, but then I remember, and it wasn't until years later, then I moved to L.A. and I go to the, the Laugh Factory the first time. Remember the first time you go to the Laugh Factory? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then you get the, hey, buddy. Who are you? Yeah, here. who do you know? Who yeah. I don't know yeah. you, blah, 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 blah. It's then, not a very that, friendly for you. You yeah, can yeah. just hang out. Then there's, like, there's like sometimes there's, like, a movie star there that's doing stand-up, and then right. it becomes this whole other beast, and you're like, it's not a... It was not about that thing. I originally got into it. Yeah, right. It didn't all come full circle for me until like John, uh, the John Voyage show, the last show John Stewart did. Yeah, all the correspondents came back. Colbert was there, and man, this dude, like, this dude is the real deal. And you're talking about like the minutia of things. Mm-hmm. It's the minutia of things, and I was like, oh, that's why I love this dude, and that's why this guy is the age that he's at. And still breaking ground. What I mean, yeah. the minutia of things is the way you warm up, the way you spin the ball, bounce it twice, exhale, release. The way you write, like you write in the morning or write in the afternoon, or the way you get your coffee, or the way you build every day. So I was talking to him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, just Colbert, yeah, yeah, just the details, the little mm-hmm. details of the 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 daily grind of yeah. being creative." He's like, basically, what we do on the show is like the, that TV show Chopped. Where he's like, you know, chopped, right? Yeah. Like they're like, hey, here's some gummy bears, here's uh, an apricot, and um, and a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon make toast a breakfast burrito. Make a meal. Yeah. yeah, make a meal out of this. And it's got to be dinner. So that's what we do on the show, mm-hmm. on the Daily Show. That's what you do on this show. And every day you're just building these sandcastles, and uh, the water will come and wash it away. And you build it again tomorrow. Wow. And I'm that's like, an man, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, because I mean, I was, you are literally doing comedy that is for that day that day only and That's then it. gone it has the it has, it has the shelf life of bread and, yeah. and what what job can prepare you for that i mean that's other than just doing it right the idea of just like okay everything we're going to do for that day is done after that day yeah and you try to come up with a completely fresh approach yeah 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 that's I mean, it. you might be covering similar topics. I mean, obviously, like during you know the presidential race, there's going to be it's living under a theme yeah but if you know say donald trump leave uh, he's going to lose right I hope. <laughs> oh, right? God, I well, well, because well, I, well, if and when, well, I would like you to stay in this country. Yeah, yeah, if and when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it here. Yeah. Uh, if and when that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that whole bit, which I love doing, Donald Trump is white ISIS, it's like, it's going to be as relevant as Sarah Palin jokes. Yeah. You know, wait, you know, it's like, yeah, it had its moment. Or McCain right. jokes or whatever. So you can't live and die by, by, by anything. But that also is super liberating. Like it's super awesome where it's like, well, because if you fail, you get another chance. The yeah, very, the very yeah, next day. Yeah, that's kind of what we do in stand up, anyways, right? Yeah, you can try. You, you, you just try, try again. I mean, do you still live? In, you don't live and die by any one show, right? No, 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 no. Because you mean, know you're gonna have another opportunity. Yeah, and what's great about like doing it long enough is that you go, oh, there's, you get enough awesome and bad ones that you just know that there's, um, you can always recover. Yeah, and mm-hmm. rebound. Yeah, how um, how trippy was doing John's last show dude, when all the correspondents crazy. came back and you looked around and thought, "Holy shit!" Like there's Rob Riggle, there's Stephen Colbert, there's Cordray Steve Carell, Helms. there's Cor- like all these people that have gone on and done Nuts. such crazy things. Nuts. Like to me, to me, it was similar to when SNL had its fortieth, yeah. and everyone and everyone came back and you saw what was possible 
after the show. Like, yeah. did you look? Did you look at that and be like, "Oh shit, I'm doing something that all these people yeah, did." I, I haven't. I didn't think of it that way. I just thought of like how funny I thought all those guys were. Like Rob mm. Corddry's so funny. Yeah, and brilliant. I was like, when working on the show, a lot of the editors and writers have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I would hear stories. And so when, when I do field pieces, they'd be like, oh, this reminds me of when da-da-da, da-da-da-da. And then they would tell me sort of the magic behind that. And that was the best. And so like... Like what? Just like... You know, you know, Corfu used to have the segment where he'd be like, come on. Yeah. The John Stossel yeah. segment or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Mark, Mark Payone, one of our editors, like he, would t- he told me about how like the genesis of how that all happened. And like... It's amazing. It's great. It was just like, it's awesome, man. And yeah. those... I mean... Also, those that, uh, that that stuff means the most to me. You know, yeah. like that's like just the little behind the scenes details, behind the scenes de- details of just like, but like, how do you make the magic? Like, how does it happen? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, I haven't even talked to you about this, and it's crazy that we're only talking now through this yeah. the microphone. But like, you're the voice of Slimer, right, yeah. dude? Yeah. <laughs> besides that great IMDb credit, what I'm more interested in is like, what is that like? Like, yeah. how do you do the voice? Like, do you do the voice? Like, how does it work? Dude, like, I don't fly coach anymore. No, it's no, it's uh, it's um, oh, yeah. Do you know I, mean, what I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, what? what so, what you want to know? Just how do I do? I, do I do character research? What do you? <laughs> yeah, like, did you come up with the voice? Did they, do, do they manipulate the voice in the studio? No, so no, it's all it's me. It's my voice, um, but it's not this voice. It's not. How did you hey, come up? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Slimer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I literally I I listened to stuff and then kind of like really just did my own. You know, obviously, you're, I can't do a whole new voice um, because it is what it is. But it, um, I mean, I put my own like Adam Ray spin on it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and, and does Slimer have lines, or is he is he doing like mushmouth kind of stuff? It's, or yeah, I mean, it's noise, all. We'll, we'll see it in the new movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, like that. You know, I made like this fake audition tape. I knew Paul Feig didn't want, uh, wasn't going to need somebody famous to do it because it was such a. You know, and he's concerning himself with so much stuff. But I developed this good relationship with him, and I was like, "I'm gonna an out of sight, out of mind thing." I think about that for a lot of stuff. Like people aren't pe- people have so much stuff to think about all the time. I mean, same with like uh, uh, you know us. If, if there's just you got to make yourself like um, present your case, you know, and sure. uh, you remind people you exist. Yeah, and <laughs> sure. uh, and so I made this fake audition tape and, and sent it to him, and and he was like, "Oh, I didn't even know you could do that," and it was funny, and because I had a, a good relation with him, I was able to send it right to him. That's and great. while we were, I did after I shot my act, the stuff that I actually did as an actor in the movie, and and he was like, "Yeah, sure, like do it." It was just as easy as that, and it's like. You know, he didn't need Jake Gyllenhaal to fucking do it. Um, <laughs> although That's he, amazing. Although Jake Gyllenhaal did audition. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, for, for like the Daily Show, it's like, right. at what point do you, you're a fan of the show all the time. Yeah, yeah I was a big fan. So, of I mean, show. was it like, you know how for like John Ranitsky, SNL was like his dream since he was seven years old. So, like, was it? Oh, interesting. Like, at what point did it become something that was fathomable that you were like, you know, because you see when you guys would go face comedy, your sketch group started to really like pump out a lot of videos and get a lot of attention. And yeah. then your true thing started to come out and it was like definitely starting to position you, I feel like, for that world. Uh-huh. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, what point did you take the debate and the comedy and the smarts and everything and go like... Yeah, I was... I don't know. It's a tough question. Like, I thought it'd be... I just was like, yeah, that'd be really, really cool to do i was a fan of the show i didn't mm. it's one of those things where i was like when the opportunity presented itself yeah. i was like all right let 
I, I know what I, what I want to add to the show. And when you have that thing, I think yeah. it's probably this like the Slimer thing. When you're like, I know what I can add to this. Yeah. yeah. So I just submitted a field piece mm-hmm. and an original, like an original piece, like an original field segment. Right. I submitted that and was like, and then John saw that and they're like, yeah, come in and screen test. I, I, wow. I, I read and a I know, rumor. I wrote another original. Yeah. Yeah. I read a rumor that you credit Ben Affleck with yeah. uh, getting you on The Daily Show. Yeah. What? Yeah. How, no. I mean, well, what he did. So he was on okay. Bill Maher's show. And yeah. Bill Maher, Bill Maher like does not like Muslim people at all. <laughs> so he was on the show. This, this clip went viral at the time mm-hmm. and they didn't talk about it on the show. So when I had to actually screen test this clip had gone viral and it's amazing how racism will happen when you need it the most yeah and so <laughs> it's like, that needs to be a bumper sticker it's like it's like oh it is in some another sense. original yeah. piece I had to write another original piece in addition to what I had sent and I was like dude I'm not Larry David I can't make lightning strike twice I can't do curb <laughs> inside I don't have that in so me funny. I'm a mere mortal right yeah I'm pacing back in, in my, like back and forth I'm like what's gonna happen this thing goes crazy viral right? and, and this thing is when uh, Bill Maher talks about I don't know what, he what was basically, he basically was like he was just cracking jokes about like look until we can figure this whole thing out let's do an internment camp sort of thing he's joking but, they were joking yeah. at it right? right they were like loosely joking Ben Affleck's on the panel yep. and he's like like he's promoting like Argo or something. He's like, hey, whoa, like let's just pump the brakes. I think Ben legitimately was like, I'm not, gonna, uh, we can't go down this train because I can't be yeah. collateral yeah. damage in this. Whole yeah, thing. Like, you, you, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I'm be not gonna, in the camera shot. But he did this whole thing. Yeah. Where he was just like, he was just like, yo, like he's like, relax. Like we did that to the Japanese. You just can't do that. You can't just like blanket carbon right. bomb like an entire group of people and like, put them in one place. You can't mm-hmm. do that. It didn't work out. So he's like, I'm watching this clip and I'm like, oh my god, like we got Batman. Like, we just got vetted by Batman. And that was the piece. I was like, it's Batman versus Bill Maher. Batman so wrote, defends Bill Maher. Yeah, and so I wrote this whole thing about how, how happy I was in that moment. Yeah. I was so happy I forgave him for G. Lee. Like, it never happened. <laughs> wow. Daredevil. That, that's happy. It didn't happen to yeah. me. <laughs> never that is overjoyed. Yeah. And so then I just broke it all down and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And so you also have a, and this is you must know this. Like you're you're very likable. Uh-huh. You're you have great delivery, and it's very um, as sharp and astute. I don't know if those are the right words, but like without making somebody who maybe doesn't isn't as educated feel stupid. Uh, okay, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, th- thanks, man. So yeah. you're very. Uh, you, I never feel like you're talking down to anybody with yeah. your, with your shit. Yeah, which is I think a great quality. But I think I think the the thing that I'm like the most excited about, man, is just like seeing all like comedians that I'm inspired by like doing interesting things and like that's what I'm doing you know with the one man show thing it's like that's what inspired me yes to do yeah. one man show homecoming homecoming king yeah yeah, yeah. yeah in which uh, ho- uh, it's, kind of, it's playing here homecoming yeah king. we're going to it yeah. oh, I'm go- well I'm going to it tomorrow oh dude yeah. Yeah, I would love dude I, I come on dude I, I mean I, it's, I, I have so, so many people rave about it really um, uh, dude, including we, we saw John Ronitsky uh, and he was like Say like no, it, this John Ritzky said it's show. the greatest show he's ever Stop, seen. Stop, dude! Don't swear, even. He did. Hassan, I swear to God, he has no reason. To, Come on, he, he didn't know we were doing this. He just yeah. we were, ta- you know. He just he he we were talking was about bragging. shows. His mom came to the show. Yeah, like and she like that. Yeah. That was very sweet of. Her. And, and well, John Stewart. But, I mean, dude, he made a a like commercial. A, yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, man, he's the best, man. I owe every. I owe, I owe him a lot, man. Uh, I can't even. He came to the show. He's just a he's just a supporter. He's just writer. I don't know, man. I don't know what he's. I'm. I still can't believe it, man. I want to before we get into the homecoming king stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to know. So when you get the call for the deal, you go out there and screen test a second time. Yeah. yeah. And you're feeling no, confident. No, the first time. I, they had just seen a tape. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you screen test and basically doing just doing stuff that they wrote or what at this point when you I did. So I I submitted two things. They wanted me to do 
a Jason Jones like chat. Yeah. But I'm not mm-hmm. like if you know Jason Jones's persona on the show, I'm not Jason. Like I can't kind of do what he does. So what I did is I again I, I took the existing material, I changed it, mm-hmm. and then I rewrote. It's the same topic. It was about the Koch brothers, and I just cut it. I found the old clip online. I ripped it, and then I, I edited it in such a way yeah. that John still has the same reactions, but I'm doing it through like my voice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I was like, that's really good. And I think I think the thing there was like I can't. Um, it's like NBA Jam, where like I don't have those certain strengths that other people have. I have other things, but I got to show where I have my basketball. Yeah, Kevin Johnson brings something different yeah, than yeah. Horace Grant. Yeah, he has five basket. He has five <laughs> basketballs in speed. <laughs> You know what I mean? Of like, I I I love I, I love how he does this right right after you said you uh, that Hassan you you have a way of dumbing down really smart <laughs> things. You go, it's like NBA Jam. I go, now I get it. Yeah, <laughs> now I understand. You know I mean? Like, so yeah. I was just like, yo, like this is this is this is to my strength. So then I go out and I I had written this other other piece, and uh, I did it with John, and then I talk about it in the show too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to give it away, but, okay. but but then I got hired. Yeah. And so then and then is that a I mean just a so what is that? Just break that moment down for me, like, phone, dude. It was, un- call? it was unbelievable. Yeah, phone unbelievable. call, email. What? Did- no, he hired me there on the spot. Like, dude, it was unbelievable. It was one you, cry. You submit it, and he just Man, says you're hired. You, like my, you know, my fiance at the time, my wife, my my wife to be. She's you know, she was crying. My mom was crying. It was one of the it was one of the most surreal moments of my life. That's yeah, so and you great. knew you had to move to New York at that point too, right? Yeah, but yeah. that's exciting. That's like yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude. That's, it was crazy. That's so great. And, uh, but it's like, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like it was also a win for, like, all of us. How mm-hmm. many times have we, Oh, like, for sure, dude. You know what I mean? How many times have we submitted tapes to, like, do a half hour, mm-hmm. do a, do a, 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 a set on... Any late night show. Whatever. Yeah. No, you're, you're speaking uh, so it, you know, honestly nine, right now nine, because... Nine Vimeo links deep. How many password protected <laughs> videos have we sent out? I saw, dude, that's when I heard you that, it was, what you just said is so spot on because, you know, the, I, I feel like you and I maybe start around the yeah, same time. Yeah, just yeah. came up on enough Bruco shows together or comedy yeah, store yeah. open mics or whatever to yeah. where, and, and also just enough, like, conversations outside of clubs of just, like, just reminding each other that we're both still in the grind and, like, a mutual respect. And, yeah, like, yeah. And so, yeah, dude, it was really, like... For sure, inspiring and like yeah. fueled an extra like put an extra log on my fire for sure. Yeah, um, it, which yeah, it, it, and it sounds it, like it, a Kenny Loggins song, but it's <laughs> just how no, I felt. No, but you have friends that are like wonder kids, right? That are just like they got that like within mm-hmm. three years, like yeah. every article's about them yep. and every bubble. Sure, like, yep. like like I'm like, yo, dude, no, no, I played in the D League, like I was undrafted. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, well, no, trust in, me. And uh, some comics look at when some when other comics get certain things like a Daily Show or a Saturday Night Live is like a why them but not me. But you also have to look at it as well, look at the, the, these are examples. People are doing it. It can be done. Yeah. You can get there. You yeah. can get on a daily show. You yeah. can get a Saturday Night Live. You can get an hour special. Yeah. So, so but the crazy thing then was when John was leaving, and this is like, this was the, the tougher question. Yeah. It was like, all right, you, you have this thing, right? And it became this thing. The daily show became this thing because it like innovated. It added something to the dialogue, right? Right. Like, content now is ubiquitous, right? Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that are still special, despite the fact that there's like 58 channels. Yep. Right? Yeah. There's still things where people are just like they get into the world and they'll do subreddits about the world and Game of Thrones fan fiction and this and that mm-hmm. despite there being just a dearth of information out there and crap out there because they're adding something special. So the thing like John kind of was like, so what are you going to add? Not not to this show, add add it to this show, but after this, what are you going to do? And I was like, man, 
<laughs> and it got me thinking even about like before I had even gotten to the Daily Show, I was thinking about just like my own, like comedy itself, yep. right? I'm like, man, I, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about in longer form, but I can't do it in ten minute sets on Tuesday night at the Hollywood Improv. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I don't operate that way. Like yeah. my, the way I my the gears shift in my car, it doesn't work that way. There's certain guys that can in ten mm-hmm. minutes and seven minutes. Dude, you get you get them. And great. That's a great skill set to have. And that's amazing. That's I was just like, not, and I, just and not I, you. I so admire that. Yeah. But I was like, it's just it doesn't work for me. How so early on does John developing the one man show? Okay. How yeah. early on does John throw this challenge at you? Like was this like This is when week? he was leaving. Okay. Hmm. But but I had already just kind of started to have it internally. So like about a year and a half before I had even gotten the show, I started working on Homecoming King, the show. It didn't have an ending. It was just it was still work so I started working on chunks of it. And getting the job in New York was a blessing in disguise for the show because New York has theater culture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now you can develop York, these things. New York is actually geographically close to London, which again has theater culture. Yeah. London right. has crazy theater culture. Yeah. New York has crazy theater culture. And then Edinburgh and all, all those European oh, comics, yeah. they build their shows that way. Yeah. yeah. And what was crazy, I was like, oh shit, like when I was in LA, I wasn't exposed to this. I had started working on it, and I was tr- just working out chunks in random places through the moth. Um, but there's not a ton of, like, one-man show, small... I mean, there, there I mean, are a lot of theaters in L.A. It's kind of considered whack. It's considered whack. Yeah, like, it's I, was, like, I was really hesitant to yeah, do it. Cause, cause, I mean, yeah, because that's when you, like, you, you, you can rent a... In, in, a black box or whatever. Yeah, right? like, it's L.A., it's like you rent a 22-person theater, and you run your one-man show there. Yeah, it's yeah. not... A theater. But I, don't even, I don't think it's respected even almost. Yeah. I mean, it's just. But, a, you, but have you seen Neil Brennan's show? No. Oof. Three mics. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Neil Brennan's show is phenomenal. Mike Birbiglia is a freaking monster. Thank God for jokes. Thank God for jokes. Thank God for jokes is yeah. incredible. What's the process of Colin even writing? So you sat down, you go, I need longer form. I need a bigger uh, avenue to, to do, to tell some stories and, and, and just access a different uh, part of what you're doing than on The Daily Show and on stages at comedy clubs. What's your. I mean, you just sit down and go, I'm going to just start. I mean, do you have like it started with one story, okay. th- and then thematically there was mm-hmm. there was a thing in that story. I I started working on it out stuff outside of stand up, and dude, I had this thing, I had this moment. I remember it was a few years ago. I just remember I was hanging out with like Fahim, a few other guys. Like we were at Swingers or whatever, and I was like, "Yo, dude, we got to rise above the two drink minimum. We can't live and die in these clubs." I'm for real, for real, like. Yeah. You know, the, uh, you know, Tommy with a mullet cannot tell me what my worth is in this world. I'm, I, I refuse to allow that. I have too much to add to yeah. you. I'm being, I'm being honest. Yeah, dude. No, but like, it's true. And so I was like, gotta come to that realization. I got to this wall. I wasn't getting past. I didn't. I, couldn't, I wasn't getting past there. Yeah. I was still hanging out, and I was like, also like, I was getting like, I'm, 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 I'm a grown man. I was getting really serious about my relationship. I was getting engaged. I'm like, yo, I gotta make some moves, right. and whether. You know they want to stop me or not, or they're not letting me through this door. I still got to share what I have to share with the world, and so I just started working on it. And fi- I found other places to do it. So mm-hmm. the Moth, they do longer stories. You know they're a popular show on NPR. So I did my stories there, and yes, they were like comedic, but there was like sort of like some heart to it and a message. And then because that's what the whole homecoming king. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, people yeah. that yeah. And then I I met up with um this guy Baron Vaughn. He's a comedian. Yeah, he Baron was like, you need to meet this guy Greg Greg Wallach. Greg Wallach is this great storyteller that then started getting into comedy. So he was friends with like all these New York people that were in that community, like mm-hmm. Luna's and all that stuff. He started directing stage shows and then I started working with him. And then he found just like little themes and he's like, work on that more, work on that more, work on that more. And so then I, over the course of like a year and a half, I came to him with like 
honestly like two hours, two and a half hours worth of like just different stories. Mm -hmm. And then we just sort of started sifting through the ones that worked thematically. And then we cultivated it and just started work, wow. working it out. What are these stories? Like, I'm going to see the show tomorrow, and it's getting, I mean, rave reviews. I mean, you yeah. got your, I mean, didn't you, like, re-up, like, your, you kept yeah, extending? Yeah, we sold out the thing, and then we had to, we had to extend. It it's was fucking great, unbelievable. It was so, like, for people who don't, if they're, like, for me going to see tomorrow, what would, like, what is the overall, like, uh, like a synopsis of the show? Yeah, I would say uh, it's basically, it centers itself around a love story from when I was, in, like, in high school. But mm-hmm. the, the, the narrative theme about it is around the saying in, um, in Indian culture called Lokyakenge, what will people think? Oh, and okay. uh, it's, like, we found, like, that was the most pervasive thing in, like, human existence. Like, it's the most crippling emotion. Oh, ever- how are people going to view what, me? What will people think? Yeah. Like, how many decisions are made out of fear of that? Interesting. Major life decisions. Yeah. yeah. Major creative decisions. How many major creative decisions have you made? Like, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't go on this Dude. show because what will people say? Or, or, I can't do that right now. Look who's in the back of the room watching me right now. Right. Come on, man. There's so many think. times. Lokyakenge, man. Lokyakenge <laughs> is the most crippling. Dude, every time someone says, look, a star falls from the sky, man. I'm telling you, man. Interesting. I'm telling so you. So the whole show is rooted in that. Rooted in that narrative theme. I... That's the way I wow. yeah, and, and, around. Yeah. and you could do that to But it's centered in like yeah this grounded story but it you'll see like it threads itself here and act two and act, you know what I mean? Like yeah. And is, is, is it you on stage just you the whole time? Just me, you yeah, have yeah. videos, there, pictures. There's, there's some stuff behind okay. me. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff. Yeah. Like like certain things like I Q2. When you put when you did the first like show, like the opening night, like yeah. I mean, and this is how many months in the works. I mean, of just since you started to rehearsing it to finding uh, this guy Greg and really putting everything together, like how much I, work? I, I originally until, took it. Yeah, I would. would how much work? It, like how, it's been about two years now. Yeah, but um, I I remember it started off as just a narrative story that I would tell on stage. Then I would do it at different storytelling shows. Then I also I would do it at comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. But you knew in the back of your mind you were building it for a bigger Trying to, audience, yeah. yeah. Being like, I was just trying to build it into something bigger. Then I started bringing like, my MacBook to like, certain things and I would refer to things like this. Like, kind of okay, like at like the beginning of our, even our podcast where you yeah. see this Kobe thing, blah, 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 and I would, I would refer to it. And I wish we had that. I know. Don't yeah. you wish we'd have Oh, yeah, dude. Because it, yeah. Well, I mean, there are some comedians that do PowerPoint shows like that and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it's, it's but again, there's a stigma to it. Yeah. But if there was a way, yeah, to, like yeah, there's present a, it. There's a stigma in stand-up that if you do that, it's like cheating, which I don't get because it's like it's like spelling it out. It's like it's you're take something away from your ability audience. to paint the picture. But like we just did a live podcast and we were talking about with Eliza uh, Schlesinger at one point about shares Twitter and like her, the um, types of tweets she does. And we had a screen behind us, so we were like, "Can you pull it up?" And we did, and it like for sure added to that whole moment. Yeah, you yeah. got to read all these insane tweets and right just in a row seeing and just it too, like something it, about something concrete. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't it's, know. It's not something that comedians fabricating and completely making up. It's like, no, no, this exists. Right, right. Look, right. So, it, and then it's just like a quick tool to like get you on board. Yeah, like, and we do it at the Daily Show. Like, at the, and and we literally will come out of it's called a sot, mm-hmm. a pack, a news package, and then we'll do comedy off the news package. Right, it's be like, yeah. Well, there you go. Barack Obama was in China. It'll immediately cut to Barack Obama lands in China, sitting down with da da da, sits down with Xi Jinping in China, comes out reaction. Joke, 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 joke. It's just to be like, all right, this is what it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I don't expect you to be well versed in the nuances of Kobe and Nick Young and Adidas and da da da. But if I had it up here, yeah, and you could see a thing, you're like, okay, I get it. Oh, I get it now. I'm aboard. And then now I can do all the jokes. Is, Afterwards, is uh, I don't know. I just I, I mean, 
have you seen a difference? I actually saw you and Trevor in Montreal this this past year. That was right when it was announced that he was getting the show. Oh, at the gala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it was great, by the way. And then, oh, uh, it, like, was he? Was he feeling immense pressure? Was is have have you noticed a difference between John and Kim? Is it the same show? Is it a different show? Trevor, like, man, it- he's one of the, he's got like ice water in his veins. He's so he's a cool cucumber, man. He's super chill, and I think maybe it's everything he's gone through in life. Like, yeah, like, I guess when you've seen when you've apartheid been through apartheid, apartheid, yeah, 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 yeah like, like Christ for real. Yeah, he's yeah, just like putting putting pressure on you because you're replacing a legend is nothing to him. Yeah, yeah. when uh, when he's seen that, yeah, so it's like. And yeah, man. So was there ever a fear that when you like, are they switching hosts that your job was going to go away? That they're going to bring in? Well, when they we, they didn't know who the host was. Oh, okay. Remember, like when John left, there was all these rumors of like, is so and so going to do it? Is Chris Rock going to do it? Right, right, right. And I was like, a lot of times when you take a big, big person like that, they come in, clean house. They clean house. Yeah. They disassemble a ship. Want to do their own thing? And I was like, man, the fact that they hired internally. Mm-hmm. Trevor saw the machine. You know, he was a contributor on the show. Yep. So he saw he saw all the writers and how brilliant they were. He saw all the. He saw field. you and he saw Jordan Klepper and he saw like yeah. all like all the correspondents yeah. like yeah. doing well. Jess, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and who's amazing? Yeah, Jessica Williams, uh, is a superstar. And uh, I I think it's good that he did that. There may, there may have been people that because it was essentially the same cast, maybe the, like because people have to realize he's not going to be John Stewart. Right, like it, nah. it, it took John seasons nah. to become yeah. who he was yeah, yeah, yeah. in the show. To find his voice, yeah. yeah, and just like any comedian has to do. So it, it, it's going to take Trevor time to find out what. And you, you guys have made minor changes, whether it be the music, the to- the talking right before the show, the camera angles, like yeah, yeah. just trying to make it his, like yeah. it's still the Daily Show, yeah. but then make it. But his again, own. I think I think that people need to understand is, and I think they're going to get over this. Like, you're not the last guy right. that that that, that, ha- that always has its run. Yeah. When Fallon took over Tonight Show, it always has a run. Like, you're not the thing I remember. Yeah. Uh, right. But, but he, Trevor has John has certain strengths. Trevor has certain strengths. There's things mm-hmm. that Trevor does. It, he's incredibly charismatic. He's incredibly quick on his feet. There's these things that been they've been uploading now on the Daily Show just Facebook page of between the takes. Yeah. He'll do these things at the desk where he's doing material between the takes. Mm-hmm. In the material between the takes is freaking Shit. incredible wow. yeah. incredible and i'm like dude this is like a huge strength and I, yeah. I love the fact that they're uploading that yeah because it's super topical and it's like yeah it's just more insight ever, yeah and, you, and and with trevor i feel you get that outside like whereas john stewart yeah, grew up in america, america yeah. you have the outsider perspective of like yeah, well yeah. this is how they may view this from other yeah. countries yeah, and yeah. this is how we appear to be from the view yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a dope perspective to kind yeah. of be at the helm yeah uh yeah. how is there like a style like a daily show like comedy style coach when you go in because there's a, it's a unique um you know with the interviews and the field pieces like oh, yeah, do yeah. you just do they just expect you to go all right you know what you're coming into or I mean, does John Stewart? Does he sit down with you and go like, "Look, like, he'll, John will look at you know, he'll come back and look at your edits. Like, he'll look at your what you come back with." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, there was this awesome email that Magical gave to me where it was like, um, Colbert gave it to Riggle, Riggle gave it to you know, oh, wow. you know, Helms, Helms gave it to da da da. It passed its, itself all the way down, and it was like these like ten things to remember when you're like going into the interview. Yeah, and like a couple, they're just they're really great things to like remember. Like one of them was like intention. Like what is your intention in the piece? Don't lose sight of that. All right, um, have a point of view. Yeah, that you're, yeah. like 
And I remember when I came in into my first things, I was always just trying to just say like the funniest thing. Yep. Like someone's gonna say something like, "I don't know, this is funny." But you were like, listening. You're create. You have to actually mm-hmm. in a six minute piece, you're creating a narrative arc. Yeah. Like I sat down on so and so, and then I sat down on so and so, and then I sat down like. So what's your intention in each of those things, and right. how do they thread together so it makes sense at the end? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and just little things like that where it's like, man, that should inform everything. Even when I'm doing a chat at the desk, mm-hmm. I'm presenting a side or a character. Like, what's the intention and all? Well, little things like that. And um, I'm sure you're able to take some of that stuff too and apply it to your homecoming king sh- uh, show. Completely, yeah, completely, completely. Mm-hmm. In and terms so, of cre- creating creating that narrative, yeah, intention and like, of the story, uh, and and so. You get better with time, and then the, the field producers are so seasoned. They've, yeah. they've done. I was going to say that staff. Yeah, yeah, man. Like they, they, they want you to win. They're not. They're, yeah. Anything they can throw at you, that's like, yo, yeah. you know. Yeah, because you hear stories about like Saturday Night Live that there's clicks and people that are no, like no, 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 no. trying to get together and make sure that they write together. Like, is that no, not so much? No, 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 no. It, it's Thank just, God. Thank it's, God. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I could survive. Yeah. I don't know if I could survive it. Wow. SNL, I, I don't know. So it's a very cohesive support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they want you to... I mean, but it's also why I thought it was so impossible. There's only, at any given time, five correspondents, six, that's it. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's not a big cast. Right. You know, there's a lot of contributors that come in and will do a piece. Sure. Like a Kristen Schaal or Lewis Black. But yeah. they'll come in every couple months. Yeah. But... Um, What's so been your, your most favorite moment or just like... Um, piece of advice I mean well advice you've, you've told us but like just something where you were you felt most comfortable um, maybe the moment you felt like really <clears throat> settled into the job and go I now feel like um, I belong it, here yeah oh man there was this uh, not that you had doubts when you first got there of like it, did they make the right move because you know you know you're there you, you know that yeah, you're yeah. there for a reason but there's got to be a moment where things come together in a way where you're like oh man I'm locked in right now man it's interesting it goes back to the Sandcastles thing. There have there've been certain shows where it's like, it's great. Like, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And then there's certain shows where you do, you're like, eh, that was rough. That, that, that act was rough. But again, it's like, we do 100 and 200 plus episodes a year. Jesus. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you, you can't, can't sweat the small stuff. I can't marry, you can't be Right. And, and, and if, if you do a great piece, you can't champion that for yeah. a, a week. You just got to be like, all right. On the next one, yeah, yeah. You're like here. You share it with people, and you hope that it it moves the needle forward a little bit. And mm-hmm. then you gotta think about yeah, the next one. You know, do, do people ever ask you like, are you trying to like change the world with like comedy? Like, what do you like when you're doing pieces, or even with your Homecoming King show? Like, right. is there something that you went into doing all this with? As far as like, I mean, you said too when you were like at Swingers with Fahim and guys like being like, we gotta you know go bigger than what we're doing and not be confined to this two drink minimum lifestyle. Like, is there something you're like after Homecoming King? I mean, you've probably already the success of that and what it's done for you and, and how it's can, you know even helping to shape you and your comedic mind even more like are you already thinking past that like oh dude now I'm going bigger like well I'm just yeah or you just try you just try to stay very in the moment well, with to, everything to, yeah to me I'm just trying to do those things the best best I can but then take take those skill sets and be like alright we're gonna take this to this you know mm-hmm. like and do, do, do you get what I'm saying so it's like it, it, man we're gonna take what we learned here like I see a future based on what we what what I've learned and what we're learning sort of on the job and the way the industry is changing the way artists are in, in the industry the way we're creating content and bring it directly to consumers I see a future where I don't I legitimately see a reality where yeah there's going to be friends of mine like Neil Brennan directing Nike commercials mm-hmm. also directing 30 for 30s also starring in their own shows and movies and like doing it strictly like here right without any other third party involvement yeah, I'll call Brad and be like, Brad, I need you to, you know, I need you 
Yeah, just blah, 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 creating our. Yeah. It, so to, we're in the way that uh, Fifty Cent created his own MySpace. We're we're gonna like create our own networks. Like, sure, just, sure. Like just yeah. like just having our own content. Right. Right. But then like the the skill set that you know you're learning like through this and then putting it out like and then you have you know your the podcast verticals and all that stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, we're like basically learning the business side and the creative side. Yeah. And we're, so it's all kind of like we're doing it all fusing into one so i don't see i don't think it's a far-fetched reality within the next like few years that like creatives will, will come together we'll mm. take the money we make from stand-up we'll pull it together we'll shoot a thing we'll present it we'll take it directly to sundance or tribeca and directly for distribution mm-hmm. Not- I, I don't i don't see that reality being like unfathomable it- like, those are the things that i think i'm like all right so what's what's the that's is what that's what excites me yeah yeah. Well, What's it, the next story to tell, and how do I want to get? It's also easier it? said than done to have that approach. I mean, like a lot of people can f- like will find reasons to make it more difficult than it is, or not consider it to be fathomable. I mean, the fact that you have a show <clears throat> in New York like that is like extent and run is fucking nuts when you really think about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but you, you but think how competitive and I, that world is, right, and right. also just to think about like where you came from and then getting that job and just I mean, dude. That sounds like the dream to me to be having that show. Like, and if I can be perfectly honest, like it definitely has like ignited a fire. Like, because dude, I lived in the theater. I mean, like that. That's for real. Oh, dude, from fifth grade, I went to SC for acting school. Was in so many wow. plays. After SC, like plays, stand up only came about because I wanted to continue to get a live fix on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the theater, like, I'm just like chomping at the bit to find a reason to get back in some avenue and uh you know the characters and, and stuff that i've always done yeah, like man. it's and then you doing that dude as definitely like do it i man. mean i've been writing something for the past year that yeah. i that i am going to wait to you know find the right moment but it's like that shit is so you basically just was like you know i think you can get overwhelmed with how um intimidating the whole process can be yeah. but you you know, you sat down, you, you started writing it, you did this, you met the right people, and it's like you trusted the process too, which right. it's easy to get right. um, overwhelmed by it and go, God, to have a show like that's going to take forever, and then you fucking put it to yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah. Is, um, it, is, is, is it going to, any plans to take it on tour? Is it going to stay yeah, we're gonna, we're, in New York? So, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to start the tour uh, this summer. Awesome. And it'll tour, for, uh, well, it'll, it'll tour the country. It'll, it'll come to L.A. It's going to come to oh, L.A. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, please yeah. come. Oh, you guys are coming tomorrow. So, yeah. yeah. So, oh, come by. Uh, we're, like, it, right now, it's just doing, like, different festivals. And then this summer, we'll do, we'll do the Amazing. tour. Amazing. And then they'll be able to find summer. the dates probably on your website. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, we'll, I'll be doing an announcement in, like, a month, like, with a couple, couple of really cool things. Oh. Yeah. It's going oh, to be it's gonna be it's nice gonna be tease good, there, yeah, man, It's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. <laughs> uh, wait. So, Hassanminaj.com is that? Hassanminaj.com and Fuck. Yeah. Are, wait, are you even still doing stand-up, or is this show like kind of replacing that for you? I still do stand-up, but uh, like I kind of have been starting to try to like uh, work on like longer take the stand-up and yeah. apply mm-hmm. it to something. So if you go bigger. on stage now, are you more or less workshopping something for another? Like yeah, or yeah. I'm, I, there's a couple things that I'm trying to add to the show. Yeah, so I'm like working stuff out. Perfect through stand-up. So it's all it, it's always putting, in flux. Putting it there. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I I just love and respect people that created their own content that because people have to realize that if they want to make it in this business, no no one's gonna come down from on high, touch your shoulder and be like, Yes, we have chosen you to be famous <laughs> right. like that's not gonna happen. Right. You have to you have to make videos, you have to go to the open mics, you have you, you have to just 
No one's going to ask you to do a one-man show. You have to write a one-man show. That right? did happen for Lark Voorhees, though. I just well, want to say on record. Let's be like, honest. You are yeah. a beautiful... <laughs> Where, what's she up to? She was... Uh, no. She's still alive. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw actually. Saw, no, 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 for real. You have to like no. pause for a second. And be like, wait. She's yeah, one of I don't those. Be a jerk. Yeah. She's uh, she's definitely one of those questionable. She. I saw something recently where they did like a. Here's what she is now, and it was yeah. it was not favorable. Damn. It was a bummer too, but I bet she, she's still dope. Is she happy? Like you know what I mean? Man, I haven't called her in a while. Let, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do want to say real quick. Congrats on about to get married. That's a big deal. I am married. Yeah. What? I've been married for a year, man. Yeah, what? Married. Yeah, I've been married for yeah. Follow my Instagram. Well, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, man. He has a very uh, artful picture, and uh, <laughs> and uh, do in doing re- doing research for this interview, I found out that there was a website that was very sad that you got married. Uh, I, I and I, oh, I don't want to. You're a heartbreaker, aren't you? Uh, I don't want to say the name. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say the name of the website because it was kind of racial, but I don't want to get it wrong and I'll sound say it. Pornhub.com. Porn yeah, yeah, yeah. You porn was like. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of people that were very sad that you were oh, married. Oh man. <laughs> No. Where did uh, where did you meet your wife? I met my wife in college, man. Wow. Yeah, man. There you go. So you guys were together for how long before we dated for a long time, and then we you know we split up. She was doing the master's thing, and then we reconnected <laughs> when she was getting her PhD, and we got married. Yeah. Oh, there, that's the ride or die chick. That that's Yo, the woman man, that's not there because you're on the time. yeah. She, I, she's not here because time. you're on the Daily Show. I want to know because I'm the only single dude at this table. Mm. Um, but I dated you know from 19 to 28. So I've been I've it's a part. It's something that I. We'll do again, but right now, uh, enjoying. You have been dating, huh? You have been dating. I mean, here and there, but also it's just like I haven't. Uh, I'm enjoying this time of where uh, I get to only worry about me, and it's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. helping my yeah. my focus for career stuff, but also like for family stuff, making more time for that. But sure. I want to know, like, what are the benefits? Like, what having that um, in your life, like, how has that helped the career stuff? Okay, you want me to break it down for sure. All right, so. Uh, do, well, how are we on time? Can we do like five more minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Five okay. to ten more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure, you good? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Great. Okay. So I would say this, man. Look, there's pros and cons, but I would say the pros for me were, were this was uh, um, it for sure like just focused. Like, mm. I don't know what it's like. Like, because I've known, we, you know, when, when we, we reconnected like, you know, three, four years ago, I, I missed the whole swipe swipe left and right <laughs> yeah you missed tinder yeah yeah just swipe until you're to, to find happiness i i i, I missed that whole boat mm-hmm. so for me it's like it minimized all the riffraff like all the nonsense that happens with life like oh who's our chick like what did she say something da, da, da? oh like come to this thing there's these girls and we're going to the blah 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 after the blah blah blah, blah. that's just gone that's now. gone yeah and dude, guess what all that time dude, is replaced dude. with what well like take say tonight yeah right after you know whatever show I'll either like hang out with you or like I'll go mm-hmm. hang out with my friends or I'll go back, I'll go home I'll like sleep earlier like <laughs> like do you know what I mean? just like Dude, yeah. intri- I'll add intrinsic value to my life my friend <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. like I'm, I'll, I'll be home by 11pm I'll be in bed I'll be up by 7am yo you know what you can do at 7am with some coffee like <laughs> I do my I do my you. best writing between like Versus 7 like, and this 9 is like this yeah. nonsense that's yeah. next to you like yeah. who is this person like yeah. I'm figuring things out get out of here dude I'm 30 <laughs> I'm too grown for this. Like I yeah. know what we, I know what I want to do with my life. Unless you're trying to write a book on like dating in your 30s, sure, maybe sure, sure, like sure. what are you t- soaking what up I all doing? that experience what for? Am I, what am I doing? And, uh, and you're right. There are and it's like loud. I, 
dude, I need to be, it needs to enrich my, like, my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, there's books to read, there's people to meet, there's shows to do, there's material to write, there's things to so share. So much with to the absorb. World. Yeah. And maybe you're absorbing the wrong shit. Right. Then to be a, uns, 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 uns. <laughs> what's your name? Amanda. I can't do that, dude. <laughs> Can you think, do you think those people are finding any, do, do you think those people are finding any, like, are they able to walk away from those things and go, like, like, for me, comedically, like, still being in that world, if I do get dragged to something like a, yeah, yeah. a, a club or I, um, you know, last night, Brad and John and I all walked around. <laughs> I get uh, it. Uh, we we uh, you know, drank and we smoked and we were walking around. And we went to, after we got food late night, like three in the morning, Jimmy John's, they had given away free boxes of, of bread. Yep. So we took these giant hoagies, we started walking around, giving them to homeless people around downtown Austin, right? Amazing. And we started having crazy oh, conversations. Oh, I saw that post. That's while, cool. we, while we were hammered, and then at some point, uh, Adam started chucking them across the street like, like Oprah, Jesus like Christ. a freaking peanut vendor at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Like, bread. You got your bread. Just freaking yeah, and the guy at the like courtyard maybe came out and goes, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's people sleeping in here. <laughs> I was like, Damn. dude, is that how you treat a free bread tosser? <laughs> yeah. Um, and apparently it is. But so, like, for me, I was able to um, do that and, like, get something from it. And also just, like, life the experience. camaraderie, life yeah. experience. But yeah. I think you're right. There is a point when you when you maybe have to – the nightclub stuff. Like, if I'm going to go to things like that, i got to go, what, what can I – afterwards, it can't just have – well, the come and is, gone. Like, yeah. what can I pull from it's it the, to? So, so the con is too that I'm missing that whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have like perspective on that. Spontaneity anymore. maybe has gone a little bit. Maybe no? a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, or, like I don't have perspective on like how hard like how hard that must be to have that connection. So you have to make more of an effort to find that balance of like, yo, if you do go to a festival and let's say your wife was here, like you go. You decide some nights, like, hey, you know what? I haven't gone out and just tossed bread with some comics for a while. <laughs> I'm going to toss some bread. I got to go do that. Yeah, though, because, I, A, I need to, like, can't completely shut myself down from those. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you find other ways to do that. Yeah. Like, also, your jo- also our, our jobs are so, I mean, like, yeah. come on. Yeah, like, there's enough jobs. of Nightlife. fun and spontaneity and, and creative um, highs and lows of putting sure, that sure, show together sure, that sure, maybe sure. that fills it. Maybe you don't need to be tossing bread in the streets. Look, look, look man. Like, the, the great Charlemagne the God once said, you know, it's, life is a balance of ratchetry and righteousness. And so it's like... How much ratchetry do I want to get into? I, mm-hmm. It depends. I, I'll, I'll, I'll decide. But so, yeah, the focus thing. This other thing is like it is pretty dope to, to like to be building something, to like move something forward towards a direction. Like, yeah. Rather like, than. But what is this going to? What, yeah. What, rather what than doing? just something that you do and then the next day it's like, all right, well, you're gone. Now on to the next one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But you say maybe when you got to 30, you, that really put it in perspective. Or before I mean, that. I mean, she brought that to my life. Yeah. Like, and then, like, she just also, again, like, um, like, really grounded stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like, she's just like, yo, life is more than just a deadline article. Call your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Just, just dropped the mic. Like, like, she was like, yeah. let me get this call your mom. Like, let that like, be known. She's like, let me get this straight. Yeah. Because this, this is like, I was like stressing about policies or whatever, right? Yeah. Something to do with that. She was like, let me get this straight. You. Your friends, you guys are all like auditioning, going crazy to shoot shows, uh, to make. You know, she like we broke it down financially. Yeah. yeah. What you probably make if you just had a regular job after mm-hmm. taxes and yeah. commissions, like you would if you just had a regular nine to five job working at Enterprise. If you take it to the manager, max, yeah. yeah, you make like probably like let's say it comes out to like fifteen grand, right after after taxes and yep. maybe even less, fourteen. Yep. She's like that, and you you were out auditioning for like four straight months. She's like, if you were, were a manager at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, you'd probably make more than that. So you're killing yourself, and you guys are stressing out, pulling out your hair for to shoot a show that you may or may not see and that you can't even share with, like, your loved ones. It, 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 it just goes into the ether. 
you don't you don't even get a copy of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And how long has it been since you called your mom? It's like a week and a half. She's like, call mom. It's just like so real. Yeah. It's just like so like I could have been like, woman, don't you understand my dream? <laughs> this is all part of the process. Like blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. But it was that that balance that yeah. like there's no amount of whatever whatever that's gonna compare to that. Look, I was thinking about this the other day. So Prince just died, right? Yeah. yeah. Prince died. The moment I found out Prince died, I was eating like Chipotle. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, I like I was like, oh man, Prince died. And then I was like, I just kept eating Chipotle. Yeah. And I thought about it. I was like, I'll never be able to accomplish artistically what he accomplished. Mm-hmm. And that was Ever. just an afterthought yeah. for you, he huh? Was an afterthought to the avocado. That burrito. Wow. He was an afterthought. <laughs> he was fucking singing backups. To the burrito lead singer. Yeah, I was like, oh man, Prince died. One of the most seminal artists of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fuck. Oh that's, man. That's, that's, I got they, they brought Chipotle to work. Sweet. That is kind of a fucking bummer, dude. I thought about so, that too because so, I quit, I thought about it and I didn't think about it and then I was kayaking today. Yeah. And, and, Did you think uh, about Prince? Did you think about his Yeah, because people were bl- blasting oh, the music. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So John Renitsky and I started chatting about it, but even that chat was 40, 45 seconds. Yeah. And then. Hey, look at those gr- the, that group of hot girls running along. Sure. Should we kayak alongside of them? <laughs> kayak, yeah. Kayak. I mean. So, and then, then it got me thinking. I was like, oh, being a, my, my wife, she's right. That it was like, oh, the only people, like, when it's all said and done, outside of that little, like, deadline article or what's going to happen on the comics, Hassan Minaj dies, are, like, the five people, seven people, ten people that mm-hmm. are really, their day-to-day life is going to be, like, different. Aisha, my mom, my dad, being it, like. Those are the people that would be like, dude, my life is not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to take time to like – like it just puts that in perspective. So there's nothing anybody should be able to say to me or do to me that can should really affect me or my purpose or MO. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all that. It is. You know, I don't know. You know? That was, no, I mean no, that was deep. That was, was a great pitch to single Adam. <laughs> that uh, It's also like having that person to check in with. I mean, like, I don't know if you pitch her jokes for the show or... Yeah, yeah, Do you? No, she'll come to the tape. She'll come to tapings yeah. and she'll mm-hmm. give me, like, honest perspective. Yeah. There you go. And then from someone who's not in the business. She doesn't care about it at yeah. all, by the way. So she's not, That's what so I want she's not to. jaded yeah. by any... That's why I'm starting to, like, pinpoint yeah. certain things I want in whoever comes back into my world. And it's, like, definitely not in the business. I mean, anyone I've, anyone I've ever dated has not been in the business because I just... I'm genuinely curious about all the other worlds out there in professions. So I'm like, oh, I want to inherit something that's interesting to me and that yeah. I can learn about. But yeah. also, um, most actresses are nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. True. I've but also in the, the industry before. It's yeah, freaking, there's enough stress on yeah, from yeah. what we're doing. Like, you want to double that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow did it for so long. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he had that Coldplay money. And she yeah, had, it's true. She yeah. had that uh, Iron Man money. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they made it work. Goop money. Yeah. yeah. What, what money? Goop money. That's her blog. What? All right, this what? is a, this is gonna be a whole other podcast. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I hope this was was this interesting. I don't very, know this was fucking incredible. incredible. Look, we have a we have an audience that's built yeah. in the lobby of, of this hotel. Oh, really? Yeah, there we didn't schedule. Hey, they the just show. pulled up. They just you were that interesting that they just that's is that why those, those chairs are there? No. No, they pulled them like, up. They just pulled them up. Oh, they cool. were they were so they were so they were so that's back. I met back last night, and he's a comedy fan, and yeah. I don't know. Uh, Marcy, 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 yeah. Marcy, they just you got them. That's, to that's what's great about this festival is that like people can just roam and, and pull up and listen to podcasts. Yeah, no, this yeah, was yeah. amazing. Thanks, I mean, man. since uh, you know, this is um, it's dope that you've your story too. Like you're so candid with it, and it's so we have so many young comics that listen to this, and so it's uh, it's awesome when you can. Um, you know, be inspiring without trying. You're just doing 
what you fucking knew to do, and it's uh, you know. Not only have you inspired me, but like you know, dang man, yeah, that dude, means a lot, dude. Dude, come on, man. So, no, man, that means a lot. Like, you, there's so few opportunities to get. We're we're so um, I don't know, blinded with just like looking uh, very singularly at like what we're trying to do. That like you often maybe can miss out on like, you know, dude. When you're a kid on the bus, you know, you're driving to fucking school, you're looking out at everything, right? And do you remember there was always a kid who was like, who try to fuck with people and be like. Oh shit! Like, did you guys look, and then you look, and it, and you'd be like, "What was he? Like, oh, you fucking missed it." Did you have a kid like that on your bus? <laughs> I did. Yeah, okay, yeah, I did. Just because he wanted to make you feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's yeah. like that kid is that kid's name was FOMO. <laughs> Mine was, was Matthew. FOMO strikes again. Yeah, uh, no. wow, he had his own catchphrase. <laughs> Jesus. Mine was Jonathan Stetzer. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Whoever you are. Uh, but so. But so as a kid, you just you're looking for everything. But then once we get like, oh, and we start to focus on shit, you get you're just so on one thing. So to get inspired, like last night, I saw Martin Short. Shit was fucking Whoa. incredible, dude. Mm-hmm. And and your shit, dude, in this show. And like I'm, I know tomorrow is going to be like a another log on the fire. And it's like in this business, you're so focused on your own shit to like open yourself up to those things around you that can really like everybody needs a boost, you know. And yeah. uh, whether yeah. you get it from a conversation or, or somebody send you an email or just a, after a show, somebody you respect being like, yo, that was dope. I'm sure people have come up after Homecoming King, right? I mean, just yeah, name, a, name cool. a couple. That's been cool. Right? Man, mm. this was crazy. Um, this was the coolest. Uh, Trayvon Martin's brother and D-Ray McKesson, who's running for Baltimore mayor. They what? And, they, and I do a little, I do a little like, shout out for Trayvon in the show. There's like a, just a little mm-hmm. tag about it in the show. His brother came to the show and you didn't know he from was Baltimore. A- I didn't know wow D-Ray's from you know, D-Ray's from you know Baltimore and he's running for mayor now but he brought Trayvon Martin's brother and like they came upstairs afterwards and he was just like hey man that means a lot like blah 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 that was cool that was one of the craziest that's insane I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure as, as, he, as he introduces him to you you're like oh crap like you're yeah. thinking back to that yeah. line you're and like he's mad coming to the show that meant a lot uh, to me yeah, I look up to him so much yeah, dude. and he's a guy that does these one man shows? Yeah. So yeah. for him to come see you, and for him to be like, man, it was really funny, and blah blah blah, and I was asking him awesome. for like advice, and yeah. notes, and stuff. I mean, it's awesome. That's you're doing the best, man. You're doing, yeah. you're doing amazing things. You're, uh, and I love that. It's you still keep going, and you still take time for family, and uh, yeah, like you're. Like I get most of my news. I'm one of those guys that gets most of his news from the Daily Show, yeah. Whoa. from John Oliver, that's from crazy. Yeah. from Larry yeah. Wilmore. Yeah, yeah, like that's watch, what, By the way, watch Samantha Beast show. Yes. I do. Sam's I used to do the promos sh- for it. Yeah. You do the promos well, for I do all the Conan the promos for TBS. Are you serious? So I was doing a lot of them for Samantha B, but then they were like, oh, we should have a chick do them. So now that's a chick. But I did oh, the first like 10 or so. Nice. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. ki- she kills it. She's, yeah. a, Sam she's is a gangster. A beast. Yeah, dude. I'm so glad I got to work. Like, oh my God. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's killing it. So yeah, ju- just know that you're now going to be a part of something that inspires yeah, other dude. people to dude, do things. I, that, I hope so. Oh, and man. Uh, no, you, you don't. You don't just don't get too big time that you don't want to throw bread with us tonight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? what, are we, what, are, what are you guys doing tonight? Jimmy get... John's or uh, I don't know what other <laughs> sandwich shops. Quiznos. I'm not throwing Subway bread at bums, dude, because Quiznos, that shit I mean, is not real bread. Yeah. Quiznos is toasted, so it might hurt more. So yeah, I'm, this I'm was sure. soft. Jimmy John's was <laughs> it was a box of just six foot hoagies, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, that, they just they just have to get rid of it after the. Yeah, because it wants to be fresh the next day. So wow. they have to get rid of it. Jimmy yeah. John's is so good, though. It is good. <laughs> God, All right. It's so good. Do you want to go get Jimmy John's? Uh, I'm, I need to get some food. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. You're the man. Right. Thanks, for Homecoming King yeah, yeah. Uh, tickets yeah. and all the info. Thanks, guys. And uh, Thank you're you. the man. Love you.
for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.